This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. everybody to wrestling omakase it is episode number 95 um this week i'm being joined by a returning guest and a brand new guest uh we're back which i told you i warned everybody you're gonna take a week off and that's exactly what we did but we are back here uh to talk some japanese wrestling what else really uh first (laughs) of all the returning guest hello thomas hey how you doing john Pretty good. Um, Thomas, of course, came through with my Miracle Champion Carnival catch-up list, which I'll talk about in a second. But, of course, you're, um, you've been writing all the Champion Carnival reviews alongside one of our other guests, as I'll get to in a sec. And you were on here for the first time a few weeks ago, or a few months ago now, I should say. So, what's that? Yeah, nothing much. Um, last time I was on, it was to talk about... Uh... I mean, quite a few things, and we we got even more today. So, yeah. And then also joining us for the first time is a newer Voices of Wrestling contributor, but another person who covers all Japan on the website a lot, Gerard. Hello, Gerard. Hey, John. Thanks for having me. It's very. I'm very happy to have you. Uh, welcome to your first appearance on Omakase, which you did a lot faster than a lot of other Voices of Wrestling contributors. So some people <laughs> some people have still not been on here. Presumably they don't like me, but what are you going to do? Um, so what have you been up to, Gerard? Uh, Why don't you introduce, introduce yourself to the people? They, yeah. The so, people don't know you. Uh, my name is Gerard Detrolio. Uh, I started writing for Voices of Wrestling. Actually, like at the beginning of 2019, I... Um, started covering i did like the korokin shows that all japan does on uh every year on january 2nd and 3rd and then i've done all the big all japan shows like the excite series finals superpowers or sorry and dream power series big shows and then i've done oh god i lost count on how many champion carnival shows i've reviewed for the website yeah it was a lot <laughs> it was definitely a lot well, see, my brain is sort of fried from some of the early stuff, so I had to go back and like look over my notes and stuff about some of the early nights of the tournament. Yeah. Um, so I, I obviously did not see all of the Champion Carnival. That's why the two of you are here. But this year, <laughs> this year especially, was just like... Last year, I watched every single match. This year, it was very difficult because 
it started WrestleMania weekend, which was, of course, in New York, and I went to a bunch of shows. So it was just, you know, not possible to watch that weekend. And then two weeks after that, I was in Boston, so I was preparing uh, my panels and stuff. So I just had no no time at all to watch the Champion Carnival. So I finally started about two days ago, and I asked Thomas to just give me, like, his match recommendations, which for the most part were very good. There was one match you recommended to me, which I guess we'll get into. I'm just like, why do you even bother recommending me this match? It really wasn't very good. But I'll complain about that when we get to it, I guess. But the rest of your recommendations have been very good. So that's mostly what we're going to talk about. We're going to go night by night and go through your your recommended list. Um, when you when you came up with the list now, were you just like, were you worried about giving me too little or too much? Or what was your thought process there, Thomas? Uh, I went through everything that I had given three and three quarters or higher. And then I picked... I picked and chose from the three and a half um, what seemed interesting or unique, you mm. know, from things that I had gone three and a half on. So I think it came out to like maybe like 20 to 30 around there, probably around 30. I think around 30, yeah. But we'll talk about them all here. So it starts on night one with you said basically to watch the top four matches. So really starting hot and heavy there at the, the first Corican. Um so, this, I mean, this show, I, I think that the opening night of the Corrigan Hall is almost always a really good show. The only one you had me skip was uh, Cyber... Well, actually, no. You told me <laughs> to skip Takashi Yoshida versus Daichi Yashimoto, but I was too fucking curious about Cyber Kong in All Japan, so I watched it anyway. And boy, was that a mistake. It was not very good. I mean, it was like, it was like okay. You know, it was only eight minutes anyway, so it's not like I tortured myself for that long. But... Yeah, I did not particularly like it. I only gave it two stars. Uh, not a big fan. Do you remember this match at all? Has it been too long now since it's been almost a fucking month? Oh, wow. It really has been that long. Yeah. Um, but I do remember that match because, I mean, I liked it to an extent. I think I was like two and three quarters on it or something around there. Because I, I do like Daichi more than most people do. I do I do too, but he looked like he was fairly <laughs> conscious. Yeah, <laughs> He, throughout the entire tournament, really, that was his attitude. He like didn't seem to care at all. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah. I mean, if you know, that's how he is. That's how he is, I guess. But like Jesus. So this was the first time of me seeing Yoshida as Yoshida. Like, I don't really watch Dragon Gate very often, and I haven't seen him since he sort of lost the um, Cybercon gimmick. So this was sort of a, like a you know getting reoriented, and it he didn't make the best impression but neither the worst but one thing i've noticed with the yoshida matches is like he just does a bunch of boring crap beating the guy slowly down at the beginning but then sometimes like in this match it actually got kind of okay towards the end yeah, yeah. i think uh the suwama match later and the nomura match those were two that stuck out in my mind that were just kind of slow to start but picked up towards the end so if you're looking for uh, cyber kong rex those are probably my top two because they were sort of but just watch the second half of those matches. Yeah, you don't need to watch the start of them. So your actual <laughs> recommendation started with uh, Nomura against Jake Lee in Block B, which Nomura won in twelve fourteen with the Nomura lock. This was awesome. Um, I don't know. It just felt like a real moment for Nomura by the time Lee finally submitted. And I just really liked this. It only went 12 minutes, but I went four stars on it. Um, any, re- any memories of the first Nomura-Jake Lee match? 
I, I do I do say I definitely liked the second one, which was today as we're recording this. I like that one definitely better. I think I only went like three and a half on that one, but I know a lot of people are higher on it. I kind of came in with a negative attitude because I'm kind of, to be honest, I was a Jake Lee hater before this tournament. By the end, he definitely won me over, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it might have been a victim of expectations because I saw it getting a lot of hype, and then I was like, oh, this is pretty good, but you know. Yeah. Well, it definitely happened to me with one match in this tournament, but we'll we'll get there. Do you have any memories of this, Gerard? Uh, yeah, I was actually on a little bit of the lower end of uh, reviews for this match. I thought it was kind of cool. Like he had to establish uh, Nomura establishing his like new finisher, which is going to play a role in that um, in the tournament. So I'll give it some brownie points for that. But I was about just three and a half. I know I thought yeah, Gerard was good, accurate star rater so far. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, the set, the next match, Kento Mihara and Atsushi Yoki, I went four stars again, but I will admit I'm a big mark for Aoki. Um, I remember I had him like like halfway through the year last year, I had him pretty high on my like top 100, we don't know, one wrestling 100 list. And Joe Landry's just like, what am I missing? I don't understand. Just like, well, I, I just, I'm just a mark for this guy. I don't know what to tell you. But I thought he was great in this whole tournament, and especially here as like the fiery underdog and anytime Kento gets to play like the dickhead, which he did a lot in this tournament, uh, choking people on the post and sticking his tongue out. That was awesome. But yeah, I just, I really love this. Uh, obviously me, me a horrible with the shutdown German, but very fun match. Yeah. This, this match ruled, uh, Kento's matches by the end of the tournament, to be honest, did get a little bit formulaic. We can get into that later, but at this point it was really fresh. And Aoki did a great job of the of the underdog role, and obviously Kento in the in the dickish mood was just just incredible. Yeah, I also went four on this, so yeah, all around a great match. Gerard, are you going to complete the trail on the four stars? Yeah, I gave it four stars. I thought it was awesome, and like I've always liked Aoki, but like I'm not going to lie. Initially, my gut was like, oh, if Mishima's out, I want Akiyama, obviously. But yes, yes, you know. But June was uh, just like, I ain't fucking doing it. I need him. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but like Aoki was awesome this whole tournament and this like sort of set the template of the sort of styles of matches that Aoki was going to have where he was like outsmarting the, you know, the bigger wrestler. I just thought he was such a, such a great change of pace here because he's such a, like in the tournament in general, because he's such a technical wrestler and like so much of this tournament is just big dudes running into each other, which is great. I love that, but it was great having Aoki here to like, you know, uh, change the pace up. All right, so while I'm in Joe Doran, this is the one where I probably lost my mind. I went four and a quarter on this. Um, it only went nine minutes. So when I saw that it only went nine minutes, I was like, I don't know, maybe I went too high. But like, I fucking loved almost every single second of this. Um, it was the two of them just hitting each other and screaming. And then I just loved the finish was finally just Suwama choking Joe Doran's big ass out. It was so awesome. Um, I just I love this. I can't I can't say enough about it. It was awesome. Yeah, I think I, I'm on your side here. I think the consensus was definitely lower on this match, but I I went four stars, so not quite as high as you. But the finish with the I think he Suwama won with the sleeper. I completely forgot to take notes, but I think Suwama won with the sleeper here, and that was just like such a good finish because uh, it, it was out of nowhere. I think he's used it before, but in a tournament setting, I like in the carnival you see every once in a while guys win with just submissions out of nowhere. And that, this was one of those examples, and the finish was just really brought the match up for me, and I went four. Okay, I'm going to rate on your guys' parade because I only went three and a quarter on this one. Oh, wow. 
uh, I, I really did like the finish, of course, but I just, I don't know. I, I just, they it just didn't catch me. It's like, yeah, I like the big guys hitting each other and it wasn't a bad match, but it just didn't like hit me on a high level. Although I think I'm somewhat biased because I've been watching, um, like every, I think I've seen almost every all Japan show this year. And like, I really liked Joe Doring, but he's been phoning it in a lot. So I think that might be some residual, like, oh, you lazy bastard, like, <laughs> bias on my part. But he definitely know. did phone in a lot in this tournament, but I just didn't yeah. think he, I just didn't think he did here. Um, and then the main event, Yuji Okabayashi against Suji Chikawa. Um, you know, this is like a bomb throwing war. Uh, I went four and a quarter again. I actually think I like Joe Suwama better than this, which is maybe crazy, but this is, this is still really good. Uh, Yuji won with the golem splash, but like, I just, yeah, I don't know. I just had that, uh, you know, that preference for the shorter, you know, burst of intensity there. Yeah. I want, I want four on both matches. Well, I want four on the top three, but I did prefer during Suwama the best this match, the main event a little bit too, I guess. I mean, I love big hitting each other, but at some point it got a little bit. It, uh, I don't want to say stale because it was still entertaining, but 22 minutes. I feel like they could have shortened it up somewhere around there. I feel like they could have shortened it up. I did prefer the semi main, but I think you and I are probably in the vast mi- uh, minority there. Yeah. So I went four and a quarter on this. I love this match. Also, this match sort of played off uh, the match from March. I can't remember the date where uh, Violent Giants won or yeah, they won back the world tag titles from strong BJ because in that match, you basically had like uh, in the closing stretch, Ishikawa and Okabayashi, like being the crap out of each other until basically one, like couldn't stand up anymore. And in that match, it was Ishikawa beating Okabayashi. So so you had the same sort of finish where they just beat the crap out of each other um, until not, you know, one guy couldn't stand back up. And in this case, it was Okabayashi getting his revenge on Ishikawa. Yeah. Uh, but overall, very good first night. Great and show, yeah. Now, I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna quote here from Thomas's Rex. Night two, nothing. Night three, nothing. So there you go. Um, do you guys want to mention anything about these two nights before I quickly blow past them? Apparently, they were not good. I think, I think it was night two. There were a couple of matches that I liked, at least somewhat. Um, let me pull it up here. I think it was... Uh, Ishikawa and Aoki, and then uh, Okabayashi and Aoyagi, just two like pretty short matches. I think they were both sub ten minute sort of sprints. Well, yeah, the Okabayashi, Okabayashi, Aoki only won five and a half minutes. Yeah, they were uh, just sort of sprintish. I enjoyed both of them, but nothing essential viewing. So I, yeah. Uh, on night three, it's not a recommendation, but I just feel the need to point out that Jake Lee and Hashimoto had like a two and one quarter match. Yeah. The, and uh, oh, and, oh, and the Ishikawa uh, Ryuji. Oh side. my god, it's my lowest rated match on the tournament. I gave it one and a half stars, and it was like one of the most boring matches I've ever watched. Yeah, 30 minute time limit draw. People aren't aware at home. Night three and, was really bad. I'm just looking over it right now. Wow, it was bad. The, the poor fans from Nagoya. Oh, and, 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 Nagoya and, and, is a beautiful city. Why does all Japan hate it so much? And, and also, I have to say, bless Yoshitatsu. Tatsu because he tried in his match against Doring, which he won. But Doring, that was his like the epitome of Doring phoning it in on this tournament, especially even he had to put over Yoshitatsu. Yeah, yeah that was my <laughs> highest rated match on night three, and I went like three stars flat on it. So not I was like two and a quarter on that one. Yeah. Nobody okay, yeah. nobody with high high marks for Zeus and Valletta. 
Gianni. That match is G- awful. There's G- I did not see a single Gianni Valletta match in this tournament because none of them made the rec list. But there is like some people insist that he's good. So I wanted to uh, mention he's not mention good, it. but he, he's inoffensive. Okay. And there were there were technically uh, matches like the Ishikawa Sai match that were worse than like anything he did. But that might be like quite subjective for some but in my opinion you know that was well some people are like oh he's the mvp of the tournament so i figured i'd mention it Uh, (laughs) might be a little bit too far uh kuni kuni biki uh night four the next match you recommended was zeus and miyahara the main event here uh zeus beat him in 1704 the jackhammer i i was really ready to call this like a big disappointment until finally really kicked into overdrive um i did really like the stretch run especially when Zeus finally just murdered him. Uh, and I ended up going four flat on it. So not nowhere near as good as their matches from last year, in my opinion, but still obviously a very good match. Yeah, I, I love this, man. Honestly, I think I went four and a quarter. Yeah, I, I did go four and a quarter on this. Um, it was kind of a shocker to me when Zeus won. I was unspoiled. Uh, I was kind of coming into the tournament expecting Zeus to be cycled down just a little bit. I mean, he's getting older. His title run last year um, – I guess, I mean, they took it off of him after, like, one defense. So I was thinking they might cycle him down here, but he proved me wrong, and he proved the company wrong. Like, he had an incredible tournament, and this was the start of that. I went four and a quarter, like I said. Uh, Yeah, great finishing stretch here. And uh, this was my favorite match of the tournament up to this point. Uh, Yeah, uh, I went three and three quarters. Same thing I would say that John said. Started off slow. I got it good at the end, but never reached the heights of their uh like i think it was october 2018 triple crown title match although this match was only what 16 17 minutes and that match yeah was like almost half an hour mm-hmm. so, yeah i think it was 17 you know. yeah yeah the october match i went four and three quarters so that match was incredible but this was this was like you know it was good but i mean just not not near nearly that level uh night five in hiroshima your recommendations were the top two now i forgot about this one as far as a recommendation i didn't really get uh, Doring and Nomura, I only went three stars flat on this. I just didn't get into this one at all. So why don't you tell me, Thomas? I assume you had it much higher. Yeah, I, I did, actually. This was, I think, the match that we differed on the most. I think almost all the matches we were within, like, a quarter star on, and there were a couple that we were a half star off on. But this one we were, like, a full star apart on because I went four stars on this, and I know I'm on an island. Um, I think I checked Grapple, and it was at, like, 3.2 or whatever. But Go mention Grapple really... until they until they pony up some cash. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. The, un- <laughs> the, the unnamed, the unnamed rating. The show. unnamed review site. There you go. <laughs> but I don't know. It was pretty simple. Um, I could see if you called it like formulaic or boring, but I enjoyed it. It was, I mean, a lot of the basics. I thought Doring at least put in some effort here. No more. gets the best out of pretty much everyone. I, I, I'm one of his biggest fans. I'd say because, I mean, he was up there for my wrestler of the tournament, and then. The finish, I think, I think the I think the finish was a running body press, and like he just Doran kind of just landed on Nomura for the three count, which I definitely think bumped it across the four star threshold for me because I just started laughing at that point because it was like such a out of nowhere sort of finish, and I don't know four stars. That's it's that's good. my one outlier match in, in terms of my ratings. Yeah, it's pretty good. What uh, do you think? I was three and uh, three and a quarter. I was okay. Uh, Doring, you know, kind of tried. It was just kind of short. Finish came out of nowhere. Although I'll give Doring props because he like 
cut a promo backstage, basically putting over name no more, saying how oh he's gotten so much more powerful, and I barely won. If I had made one wrong move, then he would have beaten me, and that kind of thing. So, Doring deserves some points for that. I mean, he's a company guy; he always has been. Uh, main event: Yoshitatsu and Suwama. Uh, Yoshitatsu beat him in 2016 by referee stop with the Yoshitatsu Fantasy. I love that that's the name of his finisher. It's great. Um, yeah, I know this was like really boring early, but again, by the end, I thought it was fun. Um, I thought he was just Yoshitatsu's become a great underdog. And if you if you still think he's really bad, then like it's one of those things where you just like refuse to reevaluate yeah. a wrestler once you have an opinion of them because he's so much better in all Japan than he was in New Japan at the end. But yeah, I went three and a half on this. It was good, and I, I don't regret watching it. It just it dragged a little bit at the start for me. Yeah, it was three and a half on it also. Um, don't remember a lot from it, if I'm being honest. But it was a main event. They got 20 minutes. And if you told me Yoshitatsu 20-minute singles match main event, I mean, I like Yoshitatsu, but I, I would be, you know, touching it with, you know, a stick's length away. But I thought it was at, on the border very good. I would, I would just call it good, three and a half stars, worth watching, but not essential, you know, that sort of deal. Yeah. Uh, I also went three and a half. Uh, I can't really say like there was a match where I thought in at all where Yoshitatsu like shit the bed or anything. If anything, he you know he had his he was in block B, so obviously he had some like you know not so always great opponents. But like he at least tried in every match that I saw him in. And the the thing with both of these guys is that they can have incredible matches, but they can only have incredible matches with great wrestlers. These aren't wrestlers that can carry guys like in drag them kicking and screaming to good matches. So that's where sometimes these guys do kind of have weaker matches. Uh, then night six in Fukuoka, uh, which recommended me to watch the main event, Miyahara and Dylan James. And this was a very good recommendation. It was a awesome fucking match. Uh, just started out with a methodical Dylan James beat down at the start of this, which really worked well for him because he looks like a badass anyway. Um, and then I just remember him like really dropping me a heart, like right on his head on a vicious power bomb. Um, that's probably the standout spot of the match for me. Uh, I went four and a quarter on this. Me won with the shutdown, shutdown German. I thought this was awesome. It's probably my favorite match of the tournament up to this point. So, yeah, Gerard and I were both trying to get you on the Dylan James train, but I think you went <laughs> higher than both of us on this match. I mean, I loved it. Four stars, a great performance from James. I was kind of hoping he would. Pick up the win here, but I mean, Kento wasn't losing twice in a row, I guess. But very good match. I went four on it. Uh, I mean, it's a Kento match, so of course the finishing stretch is going to be great. But James had a great performance throughout, also, and Kento got kind of got to play. He'd been playing the dick role kind of in the tournament up to this point, and he kind of got to play the underdog role here. So it was good watching him play different roles throughout the tourney. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, uh, three and three quarters. Um great match i just didn't quite hit some of the high notes that other matches that these guys would have later on in this tournament and also uh i don't, I don't know i'll give some props on this night to the jake lee versus uh, yoshi tatsu tatsu match i went three and a half on it i thought it was pretty good yeah i went three and a half on that also so i mean if, if you're like you know i think it, you know i think there's a lot of people obviously on the fence about jake lee and my my opinions on him like change daily depending on how he performed like in the the latest show but i think it's you know if you're trying to like get a feel for him it's worth probably watching that match yeah. 
Night number seven, Osaka, Ideon number two. Uh, the recommendation was to watch all, four out of five matches, just skip Sai and Valletta. So it starts out with Joel Redman, his one appearance, as far as I've seen him, uh, in this tournament against Nomura. And yeah, this was like, I don't know, this was, uh, I, I went really high on this. I went four flat again. Um, I had never seen, I don't think I'd ever seen Joel Redman in my entire life and before this match. And I may never see him again, but I really enjoyed this um, between the very fun technical wrestling and a really hot physics stretch. So, you know, I thought it was a great change of pace. I thought Re- Redman, he like, I don't know, is it Redman or Redman? I guess Redman. I'm assuming it's not Redman. I want to call him Redman like he's in Mega Man. <laughs> like he's one of the one of the guys you go up against. So Redman, he like, he, he did like a bunch of like the Euro stuff, you know, like the the uh the handstand in the corner like or the headstand in the corner like Nigel McGinnis used to do and he did like the you know the, the holding out a hand for the guy to grab and then like go into like transition to a hold but I thought he was great here and you know some of that stuff that looks can look kind of corny when other British wrestlers do it I thought he looked really smooth so yeah this was the match where he kind of run me over I was lukewarm on him to this point he had been you know all right but this match, I mean, like you said, he played the technical role great. He kind of got into some sort of heelish tendencies. I mean, the crowd was obviously going to be behind Nomura. After the match, they shook hands. So I think if Redmond's coming back, he might want to fit into that sweeper faction with Lee and Nomura in them. Just a thought, but... Redman. Redman, sorry. Not Lee. <laughs> I mean, Redman, Redman, sorry. Yeah, but I went three and three quarters on this, so... I mean, I don't think you were crazy high. What do you think, Gerard? Yeah, I went three and three quarters too. Great match. I actually admit, I kind of like Redmond from like the first night I saw him. I thought he's something different in this company that could use it. Like I sort of joked in the preview I wrote for the Champion Carnival that it's like, oh, Akiyama was probably seeing all these British guys in uh, New Japan getting over. So he's like, I need to get one of my own. So, you know, he did pretty well in that case. Uh, then we had Suji Ishikawa and Yuma Aoyagi. Uh, Suji won in about 13 and a half minutes with the Splash Mountain. Um, this was just a match where I thought was really dull early on, but picked up down the stretch and ended up going three and a half on it. What do you think, uh, Thomas? Yeah, I'm always going to be slightly higher on Aoyagi matches. Um, I, re- I really like him and, you know, the sort of uh, balance of his, like, sort of high-paced style versus Ishikawa's strikes and, like, Ayagi just powering up with strikes and Ishikawa just hitting one and just flattening him. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed this match. I don't think it went too long. I don't know if Cage match pulled up right now. 13 and a half. 13 and a half. So, yeah, kind of in and out quick. I went three and three quarters. So, I'd say definitely worth watching. Yeah, I went three and a half. Um, started kind of slow, I thought, but picked up and, you know. Um, sometimes, like, I think, like, Aoyagi is always like all of Aoyagi's matches are good, but he never quite hits that like high, high, higher level that now Nomura is hitting. And I remember there was a time where people like I got back into All Japan in 2017 and I I immediately gravitated towards Nomura. But then there was a point where I saw people saying, oh no, Aoyagi's the the next thing, next thing. But he still hasn't quite like had that incredible like match of the year candidate that Nomura has had. That's fair. Yeah. Um, and then the next match, this is the one where I got like angry at you and yelled at you during the <laughs> middle of it in the slack. 
Um, so this was uh, the Cyber Kong and Suwama match, which I don't know. I just it felt like it was. Or, yeah, it felt like it, the crowd brawling, especially, and the figure four were just never going to end. So I just it went on forever. But everything after the figure four was good enough. They still went three and a quarter. Just. It was really boring, and then it picked up a little bit after that. I'm surprised it only went 15 minutes. It felt longer, but, you know, at least it had a good finish. I mean, you, you were pretty mad at me for a match. You ended up going three and a quarter on. I Well, look, it, it was it was trending way below that, and then okay, okay. It, I mean, picked, that's fair. it picked up at the end. Yeah, the match was – I mean, I'm not normally one to just, like, to knock off a match for, you know, the early stages, but this one, the, the quote-unquote early stages lasted quite a while, um, but – then, you know, they got into the ring, started, like, bombing lariats, and then Suwama just, like, completely dropped Yoshida on his, like, on his head on the power bomb. Um, and, yeah, I went three and a half, so it's not like we were that far off. Um, like I said, I put certain three and a half matches on the list. Just I well, think sure you needed to see a Cyber Kong match. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> should have skipped this one. Should have skipped this one. Okay, I'm sorry. Gerard, what do you think? Yeah, I just went three. Uh, it did sort of pick up at the end. Just like if Cyber Kong just f- could figure out what to do for like the first five minutes of a match, he'd probably be like have a much better reputation as a wrestler. Yeah, he like, like has. There's nothing to him basically in in singles matches. So like, I mean, that's why he's always been better in tags and trios because he could just tag in and like you know do his big spots and growl and tag out. Or in singles matches, like you're saying, he just has to. He has to carry the start of a match. It's just very difficult for him. Um, block the main event, Zeus and Dylan James. Uh, this went almost 17 minutes before Zeus won with the jackhammer. This was a exactly what you expect. Uh, really fun, like big boy chop battle. And I'm very partial to that type of match. So I won four stars flat on it. So very good show overall. Yeah, great show. This is this is when I started picking up some of the reviews. I let Gerard have all all the shitty shows at the beginning, and then I picked up with the Osaka doubleheader. Well, that's like that's a that's a, like voices of wrestling trademark behavior. There, of course, make, make the new guy do the shitty review. <laughs> exactly. No, but yeah, I went four stars on this as well. Um, the the chop battles, especially, I mean, just absolutely absurd throughout this match. Like both guys' chests were just completely meat. By the end of it, great tournament from James. Great tournament from Zeus. Um, yeah, they were two of my favorites the entire tournament. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went four flat. It was awesome. Uh, you know, the jokes about uh, me having to do the shitty show reviews because I'm a new guy is fine because I would have watched all these shows anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I would go also uh, probably a seven out of ten on the Sasaki Kobashi uh, chop scale. <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to. I was scrolling through our Slack because I remember he had said something like that. Uh, night number eight was Osaka, also in Osaka. Here you said to watch the top two matches. So, first of all, Ryuji Sai, I think the only time I saw him defeating Zeus in 22 and a half minutes. Um, yeah, this was awesome. Um, I mean, I went four and a quarter on it, and this is like, this is where Zeus became like probably my MVP. Because, you know, I just saw him have that awesome main event with Dylan James, and he comes out here and has another really good match with a guy who can be a little more hit or miss. But he was hitting here. I mean, this felt like an absolute war between, you know, size kicks and Zeus's chops and exactly the kind of physical battle I I want when I watch a match, you know, in a Japanese wrestling company. I mean, I mean, yeah, like, Sai had an 
awful tournament, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but this match was really good. I went four stars on it. And so, like, bonus points for Zeus for pulling a four-star match at Asai uh, in 2019. Both uh, Zeus from Osaka, the crowd was, like, super hot in this match. You know, the, the home crowd sort of thing. He had just won the main event the night before. Uh, and then the finishing stat stretch was just really great. Uh, Zeus kicked out of everything, but eventually uh, Sai picked up the win with the foot stomp. Great match, four flat for me. Zeus, by the way, when people say he's like, I think there, there's still some people that kind of snicker when you say Zeus is like a top 10 or 20 worker in the world, but like he fucking is. Like, I don't know. Like, what else can you say? What What else can the guy fucking do at this point? Like, all he does is have awesome matches every time out, whether it's singles or tags. I'm like, wait, just if you don't watch it, then just say you don't watch it. You saw it and it looks goofy or you only saw him three years ago or something. But I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what people's thing with Zeus is. But Zeus I mean, is I'd awesome. have to think about it to go higher, but he's he's definitely on my top 20. Like, Yeah, top yeah. 20 is easy. Maybe top 10, but top 20 for sure. Like, I think I had him, um, oh, God, like 19 or something. Or maybe even higher, maybe like 13. In my we don't know wrestling last year, and he might end up higher this year because his this fucking champion car run was amazing. So I'm on uh, the little on the lower end. I went three and a half. I still thought it was pretty good. Um, although I actually would actually think that Sai would have a better match later on in this tournament. Mm. Um. Okay. Well, then you have to point out because I don't think it was recommended to me at least. Okay. Uh, the main event: Shuji Ishikawa and Kento Miyahara. Uh, Ishikawa won in 1916 with the Giant Slam. Again, this was another four and a quarter star match for me. Uh, I mean, they've had better matches together, but I still thought, thought this was excellent. It's 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 weirdly it's like the most skippable four and a quarter match ever because if you've seen them before, you kind of know what you're going to get here. But I mean, it's always fucking awesome. So you know, I can say if you're like in a real big rush, though, I guess you could skip this. But I really enjoyed it. I mean. That's like that's a really good way to put it. I mean, I went four and a half, but it was the most. It was very formulaic. Like I'll 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 serve that. But I mean, it was a great formula. I think who's who's the wrestler that people always say that about? It's oh uh, Walter. People always say like he's very formulaic, but his formula is really good. Yeah. And this was that kind of on a on a bigger scale. Yeah, I went four and a half. It was my favorite match of the tournament up to this point. And I mean, Kento selling here against Ishikawa was just. Absolutely superb. This is the point where I was like, this is a special run from Kento in this tournament. Like, I think at this point, I still had every single one of his matches at four stars or higher. I was like, this is this is a great run. Yeah. Yeah, four and a quarter for me. Don't really have anything else to add except for, like, I think John was pretty spot on with, like, if, you know, if you've probably seen this before kind of thing, but it's still great. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're in, if you're in a big, big rush, I could see skipping it because, you know... It is. It is like the type of match you've probably already seen. And the one other thing with this match is that this is the match where I sort of like, oh, Kento's getting into a formula a bit for in some of his matches during the tournament. Yeah, but, I think I think he's know. been there for for a while already. But yeah, like what? Like I love Kento, and he'll be he probably he might be my wrestler of the year, especially in like the the traditional uh, like observer version yeah. with drawing and all that. Yeah, but like he def like the criticism that he has a formula is definitely true. I, mean, I think it's just yeah. it's just it's just more glaring when you're watching him in yeah. like a tournament like this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I had I had Zeus 14th last year. There you go. I looked it up because I was curious. So he he might end up higher for me this year. He's awesome. 
the next show, the Inkanazawa, which was night number nine, you recommended just the main event, and that would be Nomura and Yoshitatsu, which Nomura won in 1946. Another Yoshitatsu um, main event. Yeah, Yoshitatsu got a bunch of them, and they were they, they were, were all pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, my phone like froze on me, so I'm trying to see what I gave it because I don't even remember this match at all. <laughs> I think um, I went three and three quarters or four. Okay, I actually went three and three quarters. There we go. So yeah, this is another one that started out really boring, but picked up a lot by the end. And I, this actually had one of my favorite finishing stretches of any match at this point. But it just went like if you cut like five minutes from this, I might have gone like four or more. But it just it was like parts of it were just way too boring. I'm going to go any higher than three and three quarters. But there you go. What'd you think, Thomas? Yeah, I think I went. Oh, no, I went four. So I was a quarter star higher than you. Like I said, I'm a little bit more forgiving than most of like the, the slow early portions. That's just yeah. kind of the style I'm uh, that I, I guess grade on. But yeah, the finishing stretch here was just really, it was, it was, I think you said it was one of your favorites and like, I, it'd have to be up there for me. I mean, those kicks, like, oh, those were, those are heavy shots. Yeah. What do you think, George? I went four. I fucking love this match. Uh, it was just so awesome. Like I was like, I wrote in my review, I was like, like Yoshitatsu is like channeling like nineties all Japan at some points in this match, you know, with the no selling and everything like that. And it, I don't know. I just I loved it, and like you know, I love Yoshitatsu after this tournament so much. Yeah, I, I also I, Yoshitatsu. I mean, I'd already been a fan, but he really impressed me in this tournament. We were talking about Zeus, top twenty wrestler in the world earlier. Is Yoshitatsu a top fifty wrestler in the world? Top fifty, probably. You could make a case for top fifty. Yeah, I think I he'd mean, be top, in my top fifty. Top one hundred, he'll be in my top one hundred probably. But top fifty, we'll see. It's gonna be. I have a lot. Of, there's too many Joshi wrestlers in my top. Like I'm trying to decide in my head, like who I would put him above. And I don't, if, I don't if Yoshi know. Tatsu could have like two more four star matches this year, then yeah. I think he could maybe do top fifty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, up next is in Hamamatsu. Uh, the recommendation here was not the main event, but actually it was. Uh, Aoki and Aoyagi, which was a very good match indeed. Only one about 10 minutes, which at this point, trying to catch up with everything in two days, I very much appreciated. Uh, and Aoki got his first one in the tournament here with the Samson Clutch. Uh, this was good. A mostly map-based battle, but a good change of pace. Um, and I went like three and a half on it. Yeah, it was three and a half also. Fun little map-based match. They kept it nice and short. Surprise win, I guess you could say. It was Aoki's first win, you said? Yeah, it was Aoki's first one. Yeah, so that might have gotten a little bit of the bone for me because, I mean, he'd been losing up, up to this point, and he won here. So, yeah, fun match. Um, nothing essential, but, I mean, definitely worth watching. Uh, three and a half for me. Uh, simple match, really fun. And it just held my – it was only 10 minutes, but it held my attention, yeah. like, the entire time. There's even 10-minute matches where there's spots where I start to zone out. But, no, this was just something definitely worth watching. Uh, night 11, Shin Kiba. Um, is this the other side match you liked, Ayoki and Sai? I just it was, that was my guess when I saw it. I went three on that, so probably not. No, no, Gerard. I know, I know. Oh, maybe, maybe Gerard's on mute. I don't know. Oh, sorry, yeah. uh, Ayoki and Sai. Yeah, yeah. I thought uh, this. Or let me see. Um, yeah, no, I just went three stars. I just went yeah, three, three stars, stars on it. All but, right. So what like, was that? What was the other side match you thought was the best one? Oh, it's the one against Aoyagi. Ah. He's on the finals. 
Yeah. Okay. I didn't see that. So yeah. I guess I'll have to go back and check that out. Okay. So Shinkiba, I saw Kento Miyahara and Yuma Oyagi, the main event. This was awesome. Again, Kento formula, but or Kento formula, but it was good. And there's this amazing sequence where Aoyaki like catches his knee, the knee strike, and then just fucking goes to town on him with German yep. suplexes. Yep. Like that's one of my favorite sequences of the entire tournament. Um, you know, Yuma just was an awesome fiery underdog here, even though you know he had no chance really. But this was an, just an awesome match. I went four and a quarter on it. Yeah, well, I thought I would be the hybrid at four and a quarter, but I guess I guess our tastes are pretty similar in general. But I mean, Aoyagi, the story. He's the only guy left in the next stream faction. Pretty much everyone else has left Kento. He's finally getting his chance here. It was just a great, it was just a beautiful, a beautiful story, even more than the match. But even the match was great. But that sequence where he catches the knee, I mean, I, I, I reviewed this show. Of course, I got to review all the good shows. <laughs> but yeah, I wrote that down specifically. And so four and a quarter, top three match, I think, to this point for me. So yeah, yeah. it might have been my favorite up to this point. It's close. Um, is it is it all Japan canon that Miyahara is a jerk? No one wants to be around for very long because it feels like everybody turns on him or leaves yeah. him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, didn't Go Shizaki leave the company? Because no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> uh, I went uh, four and a quarter. I love this. I thought it told wow. a very uh, simple story where you know, uh, Miyah- like Aoyagi's clearly improved. This turns out to be his best showing ever in the carnival. But, like, Miyahar was constantly one step ahead of him, like, throughout this match. It was awesome. And also, there was one spot. I guess it was – I'm not sure if it was supposed to be a callback to Kai versus Miyahara. But oh, you know, yes. You know the spot where uh, Kai is, like, kicking at, yeah, at the Miyahara's knees. leg? And I yeah. fucking love that spot. Uh, Aoyagi successful and gets out of the shutdown German suplex by doing it, doing that in this match. So I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. I wrote that down, too. Great. That was that was a beautiful spot. Joe yeah. Joe Lanza, I remember, was really really loved that spot in the Kai match. So someone recommended. Him oh this. yeah, that was like I I went for actually, the Kai match is my highest rated All Japan matches here at four and three quarters, and I just All fucking right. was screaming when I saw that part. Uh, Sapporo on April twentieth. That's night number twelve. So here's where the oh. a big one, Dylan James and Yuji Okabayashi. So going in, you know, before I watched this today. I knew that this had um, like just match of the year buzz, uh, not just match of the tournament. Like I saw, you know, Alan Farrell obviously on Twitter was pushing it really hard as like a potential match of the year. Um, I know, like I think Adam from the from the Big Audio Nightmare on Figure Four Weekly, he was pushing really hard that like I think he said it's his favorite match from Japan since Okada Shibata, which is crazy. Yep. I saw that. And, like, too. and I'm yeah, like, I heard that today. So now. I think this this match may have been a a victim of expectations for me. Like I thought it was really good. Like you know, I'm gonna just might as well just say this right away. I gave it four and a quarter. It was an excellent match, but it did not, not come close to that level. You know that that it was hyped up to me at. Um, I mean, I I think my big complaint with it would be just that it it failed to you know they were going 30 minutes. It became very obvious to me they were going 30 minutes. Um, and I was not spoiled going in, which, you know, that, that happens a lot in these kind of block tournaments. The problem is I think it peaked before the 20 minute mark. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is the peak of the fucking match before the 20 minute mark. And then it kept going for another like 12 minutes. 
And I don't think it peaked well for a, you know, for a 30 minute draw. Like ideally to me, a five star 30 minute draw is going to be like, you know, they're fucking kicking out of everything and going crazy down the final stretch of the 30 minutes here. It's like they were kicking out everything going crazy, like going into 20 minutes. And, you know, that's probably where I was most feeling like, okay, maybe this really is that level of match, but then it went out of 12 minutes. So, you know, it never really to be recaptured that level when, you know, they would like trading lariats and Germans. I mean, parts of it, like that reminded me of like the Okabayashi Kamatani match. I went five stars on a few years ago from big Japan's yes. uh, sumo hall show, but like, it just never hit that level for me. So, you know, it could be a victim of expectations, like I said, but I think the big problem is, that it just did not peak for the 30 minute mark the way I would want to see a 30 minute draw in a tournament like this peak. Like it felt like it felt like the peak was really around the, before the 20 minute mark. Uh, what'd you go? What'd you give this? Uh, I went four and a half. So uh, slightly higher than you. Uh, I'm with you to an extent. I do think at some points during the match, right? Like you said, right around maybe a little bit later than you said, like right around the 20 minute mark. I was like, okay, I could see this being my match of the year. Like, that's how much I was into the match at that point. And then they went another eight minutes. Just really tough. If they wanted to do the draw, I've seen people say this. Not not very many matches in this tournament went over 20 minutes. I think you could work it in to have a 20-minute time limit. And I think a lot of these longer matches and the draws would benefit. Like, Sai Ishikawa, that was one of the worst matches of the tournament at 30 minutes. This match, like I said, I think if it went 20 minutes to the 30, legit could be a match of the year front runner. So, I... It'll never happen, but I think that's something they should consider. What do you guys think about that, like, 20-minute time limit versus the 30? Yeah, I, w- I would worry a little bit too much about, like, all these 18- and 19-minute matches, like, having the the countdown clock on them. But, right. Well, like, Suwama versus Nomura from today went 22 minutes, and like, that was, like, a pretty damn good length for it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would just stick with 30. Just find better ways not to book 30-minute draws with wrestlers that can't do it. It's basically <laughs> what I would say. What'd you go on this? Oh, four and a quarter. Uh, same thing. Uh, started awesome. Lost me after 20 minutes. Uh, but, you know, still just an incredible, like, brutal match. Nine out of ten on the Kobashi-Sasaki scale. Ooh, okay. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, that that was like I tweeted that. Like, I was like, this is this this they're clearly going for Kobashi Sasaki here with all the chops. Um, you know, they don't have the same like facial expressions those two had, and like the yeah, like the body charisma. You know, like the the presence in the ring to do it. But yeah. they're still, I mean, they're still incredible wrestlers, and it was great that they, you know, I, I it's great that they keep the style alive because. I think it's important to keep this kind of real heavyweight style alive because as much as I like new Japan, I mean, the heavyweights in new Japan wrestle a much more junior heavyweight style. If that makes sense. It's very like, you know, reversal, 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 um, finisher, reversal, finisher, reversal. Like that's just kind of the style there now where I do like this more like vicious, like, um, you know, we're going to chop and layer at each other's style. I mean, I probably do prefer this slightly, honestly, to the the more junior influence style that New Japan uses for the heavyweights, but, I guess it just depends um, though because like uh, it doesn't always peak as high as some of the New Japan stuff. Yeah, the New Japan stuff can peak high, but like it, yeah. it also it could be very um, I don't mean formulaic and like sure. it could just be very it could be very hokey. Like like to me that was a big problem with Okada and Jay White from MSG was like right. 
the entire like and like last 10 to 15 minutes besides the fact that the early part was boring mm-hmm. like parts of it just felt parts of it just felt very hokey well me. i mean if okada was only 90 percent of the wrestler that he is i think a lot more people would just be like this guy is incredibly flor- formulaic yeah and i mean you see it now but i think even if he was just slightly less good than he was you'd see even more of it yeah um but what, I feel so like we're I, hating on this, but we have two four and a quarters <laughs> and a four and a half. I know. Well, I mean, the the, the bar was set high, so yeah. yeah. When, the, when the bar, when the, like you saying, when the bar is like five stars or the best match in three years or whatever, it's like, yeah, it's gonna you're gonna have that kind of reaction. But the next night in Sapporo, you were, you told me to watch the top two matches, and it starts with Yuji Okabayashi and Zeus. Um, I actually like this better than. The Okabayashi and no and uh, Dylan James match. Uh, Okabayashi won it in sixteen and a half minutes with the Golden Splash. Um, you know, again, it had the same kind of like chop stuff, but it also had like this this very classic power battle feel to it. Um, There's this whole sequence where Zeus like like headlocked his way out of a torture rack, and then Yuji turned that into a side slam, and then they traded vertical suplexes. That might be like one of my favorite sequences of the entire tournament, and really of the entire year i mean i didn't it, it's it was way better than that i said it sounds i think but like just really really uh cool power stuff um and then to me this had the exact opposite problem of the okabayashi and dylan james match where i really wanted to go longer like when it ended i was just like come on kick out this fucking golden splash uh but yeah so 16 it went 16 and a half minutes and i went four and a half stars on it so awesome match here yeah, four and a quarter for me. Really great match. I think Allen went five stars on this as well. Like, I mean, even if we're not quite at that level, I mean, you can't deny. Like, this was these two nights for Okabayashi. Just, I'm trying to think of if I, if I can remember another performance of back to back nights. Just such two incredible performances and two like such physical matches. But I mean, great back to back night performances for him. Uh, also, four and a quarter for me. I I actually think the james okobayashi i like a smidge more there's yeah, something about the, the fight feel to that that though this hat very much has it i don't know i just thought that uh the one with james had it more but still i mean an incredible match and incredible back-to-back performances from okobayashi yeah uh then the main event jake lee and suama um yeah this was i this is what i didn't see getting any hype but I fucking love this match. Uh, Suwama Suwama won it in twenty two about twenty two minutes with a backdrop hold. I mean, look, all that shit I hear Jake Lee get like, oh, he's boring or he doesn't get fired up. He looked super fucking fired up here to me. I mean, he was like really, really going crazy with Suwama here. Um, you know, this this was like a fucking war, and Suwama like, I mean, that guy has always been really underrated, but he just he's been on like the run of his life in the past few years, and ever since he came back for that. Uh, Sumo Hall main event with Kento. And I just think he's been like one of the best in the world since then. So really awesome. Uh, another awesome champion carnival for him and another awesome match here. I went four and a half on this. It was really, really good. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I think I went, I went four and a quarter on this. Um, like great match. Definitely. Like you said, underhyped, I would say. Um, yeah. I think it, I mean, maybe went a little long. Um, maybe leaned a little bit. See, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have any problem with the length. No, I didn't. I, I didn't either. I mean, I went four and a quarter. So, I mean, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I'm trying to think because 
I'm just trying to think of criticisms of this match because I think I saw like some like three and a half ish range sort of thing, but I was four and a quarter. Really great match. Suwama is still one of the best in the world. Um, I mean, I think last time I was on the show was like late February, early March after the Kento match. And yeah. I mean, he's kept it up since then. Like great, great tournament here. And this was Tag probably my number two match of the tournament from him. Yeah. I was going to say great in the tag title matches this year too. So yeah. Uh, what do you think, Gerard? Uh, four and a quarter for me. I actually rewatched this match earlier today. Cause uh, for some reason, my, I had this like brain fart about it because I've just seen so much like champion carnival and you guys were talking about it. So uh, I, I'm very confident in the four and a quarter because I watched this today and Suwama Nomura. And I feel confident saying that this is four and a quarter. Lee is not just quite at Nomura's level uh, in the way that Nomura was in the match today against Suwama, but still like incredible and definitely like something you should watch to calm down the Jake Lee haters. Yeah. You were saying earlier in the show that like, depending on the day, you're up and down on Jake Lee. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm like, exactly the same way. Like after this match, I was like, okay, I'm finally on the Jake Lee trade. I, like, I'm a little more confident with Lee after the last couple of days, and I'm pretty yeah. sure his finals going to be awesome against yeah. Miyahara. But um, yeah, like it it goes like like he he had that little goatee, and I thought he looked so good, and then he like went and shaved it immediately. So like one <laughs> like one match. Yeah. Uh, yeah, after one match, I think on the last tour, I was like, come on, man. Like you need like some sort of edginess to you or something like that. But, um, you know, and I was sort of surprised that he was going to do this. Cause I didn't think they're going to give a guy that they just put the all Asia tag titles on like a big push, but you know, all Asia tag team champion and champion carnival champion. I see no yeah. problem. Uh, yeah. night 14 Sendai pit. The one wreck here was Shuji Ishikawa and Dylan James in the main event. This was one where I wasn't that into it. Uh, I don't know. I just Dylan won in 15 and a half minutes with the choke slam. I just, I don't know. I felt like both guys felt kind of tired. You know, it's a long tournament, and this is like a 300 fan Sendai show. Um, you know, it felt like this might have been a way better match either earlier in the tournament or in the in Corican at the end when they hyped themselves up again. But yeah, I went three and a quarter on this. I didn't really like it that much. It was good, but it wasn't like anything blow away. Yeah, it was I was three and three quarters, so nothing nothing out of the ordinary, I guess, with that deviation. I think they kept it uh at least somewhat tidy. I think they went about fifteen minutes. And I mean a great chop battle, not quite at the level of the last few James uh James matches with Zeus and Okabayashi, but I mean I really liked it three and three quarters. Uh I think when you're comparing it to like some of the other James performances, it's definitely on the lower end, but I still I still enjoyed it, so uh, so three and a quarter for me. Uh, I kind of I'm actually shocked that I didn't like this more. I like like when they sort of do limb work in like big hoss battle matches. I think that's kind of cool. Um, but uh, for whatever reason, like when he was working over the arm, I just it just didn't like connect or anything. And I thought the finish was sort of awkward. It just came out of nowhere. Like James just hits a choke slam, and then it's and I think like Ishikawa had been beating the crap out of him, and then he just wins. So flat ending. Just, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, it's bound to happen between two great wrestlers on a long tournament, so. Yeah. Uh, night number 15, you recommended nothing. So, nothing. I did not watch anything from Nagaroka. So, that takes us to the Cork and Hall, the two block finals. Actually, First John, all, I think night 15 might have been, like, the worst night of the tournament. <laughs> well, uh, 
It's what I, I just I talked re- about. You know, and there's literally nothing to recommend, and it was just the worst. Yeah. You know? It was what I just talked about, where like they're they're really tired and they're they're hyping themselves up for Cork and Hall for the finals. It's like who gives a shit about five less than five hundred fans in Nagaoka? Where the fuck is Nagaoka? I mean, that's what I want to know. Actually, let me look this up. I'm curious. Our Nagaoka is wow. I'm sorry. While you're looking this up, I'm like in the background. I'm watching this Impact pay per view, and apparently, Rich yeah. Swan is a is a deathmatch wrestler now. Um, oh, that's interesting. I guess. Why? Why are you watching an Impact pay per view? I don't know. It's just something to have on the background. You know, I, I, hope it, I you didn't hope you didn't give them any money. I did Impact, not give them any money. No. Impact might be the only American promotion that I watch semi regularly because it's actually not that bad, and the TV is not bad because I think Ring of Honor TV is kind of boring, and. Um, also, they have these long matches that have like three commercials in them. Impact is more structured like a like a traditional like WCW or WWE, mm-hmm. and it's like you know pretty passable. Lucha Brothers are awesome, you know. So I just I just don't bad. I just don't have any use for like Western weekly TV, and I, I never really have honestly. Like you know, I watched it way back in the day, but like I it's not once I stopped watching Robbie Week, it's not something that I'm like, well, right. I need to watch a weekly TV show, so. I I, mean, uh, I just put it on in the background usually, but I mean I like it. I would never yeah. put Ralph SmackDown on in the background. <laughs> no, why would <laughs> why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> um, I mean that's the one thing I'm worried about when it comes to like um, when it comes to AEW. It's like I don't know if I really give a shit if they're going to do weekly TV because you know I I can see myself getting bored of it pretty quickly. Yeah, they should probably do like 90 minutes max actually. But nobody, everybody always says that. But TV networks don't do ninety minutes. No, shows. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like just do a fucking hour. Like fuck, like um, DDT's Majumanji. Like that was the best. Sh- well, that was two hours. What am I talking about? Yeah, that was an hour. But Sorry, John. What the hell? What the hell's an hour then? Infinity was an hour. There you go. And Dragon Gate Infinity was an hour when that used to be really good. So did they? Did uh, they do live or did they tape it? No, no, it was like taped. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the finals, starting with the Block A finals. Great show. Um, great yeah. show. One of the best. Uh, my, uh, ooh, uh, both both the Corican so far and the last Block Nights have been absolutely amazing. And I, they're probably the top two shows. It, you know, you might depend on your own personal taste, but, the, you know, the past two Corican shows are probably the best two of the tournament so far. Do you guys want to talk about the first two matches? Because I, I didn't see them. Aoki Sai and Aoki oh, Well, Aoki Sai is my favorite Sai match of the tournament. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was good. Like, you know, Aoki like, just comes out swinging, so the match moves at a, a pretty good pace throughout. And, you know, it's it's really an Aoki performance, and then, like, yep. Sai shows up to do some, like, stiff kicks and, you know, just... That's exactly brutalize them a bit but it works for, it worked for me and like you know yep i went three and a half as well pretty good stuff mostly aoagi uh carry a job but i mean side did yep. some stuff too yeah and then what else what was the second match aoki and james is that it yeah yeah that was sort of like you know aoki was getting the fluke on the on the last night if james won he would have guaranteed himself at least a decider, a block decider, to go to the finals. So it was pretty obvious that Aoki was winning. It was just sort of he did the hornswoggle thing where he climbed under the ring at one point. 
um, and came up and snuck up behind James for a roll-up. Um, I think he ended up winning. Yeah, he countered the choke slam with a roll-up for the win. I went three and a quarter. I mean, worth watching. Yeah, I went three and a quarter, too. I think, like, uh, James probably really got his bell rung in that Okabayashi match because he sort of had, like, you know, like some three-star specials after that. But, you know, fair enough. But, yeah, I mean, and, and at the same time, that match is exactly what it needs to be. You know, Aoki, like, outsmarting and, like, sort of using his speed and agility to beat James and act as a spoiler. So, you know. Yeah, Gerard, I just noticed because we reviewed the show together for the site, and then we were within a quarter star on literally every match, including the undercard. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, I would just say watch this whole show. It's, yeah, it was a really good show. Top there's, no point, there's no point in, like, picking and choosing. It's just, like, oh, just watch the whole thing. Unless you're Jean. Um, yeah. Well, I, did, I had to get through everything. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you have a podcast to do. In three days. I mean, if I didn't have a podcast to do, it would be fine. But I had to get through everything in three days. What are you going to do? I was, uh, I was impressed. I didn't think you were going to make it, if I'm being honest. And then I was just like, no, I just powered through. My girlfriend looking at me like I'm a fucking crazy person. In <laughs> three days, sitting here watching eight hours of all Japan. Uh, so Zeus and Shuji Ishikawa. This was four and a quarter. Uh, really excellent. You know, I thought both guys, both guys are great, but Zeus in particular was like the, the cherry on top of his awesome champion carnival. So, you know, just what are you going to say? An absolute war. Like, you know, like a lot of these types of matches are. Ishikawa won with a giant slam in about 18 minutes. Yeah, this was a great match. I won four stars. But like you said, Zeus was the star of the match. I think Shuji, I don't know, he's signed now. I feel like he didn't put in the maximum effort that he could. Um, I mean, I guess he's getting up there in age, like throughout the entire tournament. Um, but this was probably my favorite performance of his. I, or I definitely thought the the Kento match was better, but I mean, this was up there, four stars for me, really close to four and a quarter. Uh, four and a quarter for me. I love this match. It started off a little slow. This is my only quibble, but like it was awesome. I thought the ending was awesome. Like Shuji hit Zeus with like practically what like everything. Yes. Flash Mountain, uh, and the couple fire thunder drivers, the knees, everything. Yeah. You know, before and did he hit I can't remember, did he hit a giant slam before he got the final one too? I'm but, not sure. I wrote in the in the review I wrote Shuji won the giant slam after Zeus kicked out of literally everything yeah, else. Yeah, I I just can't remember. Like there were so many moves that he used yeah. on Zeus, I can't remember if he did like two giant slams, but like it was like awesome. He yeah. hit the fire thunder driver on the apron. I remember. Oh that yeah, was, he did. Yeah, yeah. That was a br- that was brutal. Uh, and then the main event: Kento Miyahara defeating Yuji Okabayashi with the shutdown German in eighteen twenty four. Um, this was okay. This is one of those matches where like I was really really into it, but at, at the same time I was getting mad. At, I was ready to get angry because I was like, Kento's gonna win this. I'm gonna be so fucking mad because I thought the match was building up really well to Yuji finally putting him away, but then. Uh, Kento ha- went into Super Kento mode and just fucking Super hit Kento. the German and won. I mean, usually what winning this would have been so much better. I understand that Kento is the ace and blah blah blah, but like, come on, just let just let Yuji go to the final. But whatever. I mean, uh, I just thought this was awesome. Uh, I still went four and a half on it, and you know, between the tag title matches and the champion carnival, Okabayashi is another one that like, yeah. you know, is on the on the best in the world short list and. Excited to see what he can do with Sekimoto for the strong title, too. So, yeah, that's coming up like next week. Yeah, geez. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was four and a quarter on this. The Kento win, I'm going to be honest, kind of took the wind out of my skit, out of my sails a little bit. 
Yeah. Um, unless he's winning tomorrow, I mean, just have Okabayashi win. I mean, that's why I, I still think Kento's winning tomorrow, even though he's facing Lee. Because, like, why would you have him go through? Um, if he's if he's unless he's gonna win, but I don't know. But really good match. Um, one finishing stretch because the finishing stretch lasted like half the match because the match only went eighteen minutes, yeah. and they were just trading bombs for like the last eight minutes. So a lot of fun, lots of reversals and kickouts. So, I mean, definitely, I thought it was not as formulaic as a lot of the Kento matches. I don't know what you guys think about that. Yeah, uh, I, I, I agree. It wasn't as formulaic. Yeah, I, I thought so. No, I didn't think it was very formulaic either. Uh, actually, I went four and a half on this. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it's probably like between this and Nomura Suwama from today are probably my matches of the tournament. So this was just an incredible sprint. And like you said, the finishing sequence lasted half the match. You know, just like stop everything and go watch this match basically. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, then the Block B finals. So I only watched the today, yeah. I only watched Nomura Suwama and Jake Lee Nomura. So you guys want to talk about any of the first three matches? Uh, no, because what, what What was the, Who did Adonis <laughs> face? It was very active. Daichi. Sam, Sam yeah, Adonis, oh we, we have not Adonis, mentioned once. Ad, okay, Adonis, aggressively fine. Like, not offensive. He can actually do wrestling moves. Uh, he kept the shitty heel work and the cheating was not non-existent, but kept to a minimum. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, he was he was fine. Like, which is better than I expected. Yeah, absolutely better than I expected from um, Sam Adonis. But that match with Daichi, eh, you know. Um, I think I went two and a half. Whatever. Yeah, I was about that. Nothing special at all. Uh, again, I thought Adonis looked better than Daichi in that match, but you know, that's fair. Everyone, go watch. Probably- what was it? It was Daichi and Okabayashi from Big Japan. Daichi actually looked like he cared. This was like a few weeks ago on their show that had... Uh, yeah, I haven't Takeda. seen that yet, but I, I will be fair to the Daichi fans and watch it. Yeah, but I'll be honest, I'm a Daichi fan and he, and he was awful in this tournament. Yeah, I like Daichi and it doesn't doesn't seem like he gave a shit, honestly. So. And Yoshitatsu versus Yoshida uh, actually liked it even less. Uh, oh, really? This then the Adonis match, <laughs> and the Adonis and Hashimoto match. Uh, again, uh, slow start. Cyber or Yoshi doesn't know what to do with himself. Just does a bunch of cheap stuff very slowly, like dragging, you know, um, Yoshitatsu's face across the ropes. Then Yoshitatsu makes a makes a brief comeback and whatever, and then you know, pineapple bomber for the win. Just n- not that great at all, and like. There are better Yoshida matches in this tournament and Yoshitatsu matches. Yeah, I was two and three quarters on this, so nothing... I, I was just two and a quarter. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, nothing, nothing to go out of way or see. The next match was, I would say, worth watching. John, when I said when I said watch the top two matches, oh, I, I didn't, I didn't know that you knew that there was a block decider. I say. Yeah, but no, this wasn't essential viewing. I went, I went three and a half. Lots of fun. Both guys needed a win. To advance basically at this point in the show, um, with how the previous two matches shook out and where everyone stood on points, basically the winners of the top two matches would go into a play in game or play in match, I guess. Um, so the stakes were really high because all Japan apparently doesn't do tiebreakers, which I didn't realize somehow, even though, uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious if that was something that they just decided to come up with for the story 
of like the two young guys, you know, fighting and fighting over to win the block. Or if like, that's something that was done in like champion carnivals in like the 1970s or something where the, the wins didn't matter if the points were the same at the end. So I don't know. I honestly don't yeah. know. I'd have to look into that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Cause I don't know if like any of the tournaments this year, or last year, if people at the top of the block landed on the same points. I think they um, did do that in the past. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Like, but I, it's been a while, but I think they definitely did do that. Um, but yeah, so the main, the the scheduled main event was Nomura beating Suwama in 22:31. Oh, sorry, John. Can I just say that um, because I wasn't so high on the Suwama Doring match, I thought Lee versus Doring was Doring's best match of the tournament. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, this one, Nomura and Suwama, I went four and a half on. Um, this was my favorite. I actually no, not my favorite match, but the next one was my favorite match of the tournament. But this one had Suwama catching Nomura coming off the apron and just fucking tossing him with that belly to belly. Which oh, was that was so awesome brutal! Spot. So brutal! Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is so good. Four and a half stars on this. Yeah, I'm at I'm at four and three quarters. It's it's pro. It's I mean it is in my top five of the year. I'd have to think if it's higher than that. Um, but I love both guys. This was up there with each of their matches against Kento, like Corkin main event, hot crowd. I mean, the Corkin crowds for all Japan and then at the end of their tournaments are always just absurdly hot. Um, this maybe the A block final was even hotter, but I mean, both shows were just just completely. I mean, the crowd really made this match um, almost as much as the guys in the ring did. I mean, they just battled back and forth, no more like fought through like a clothesline and. Uh, I mean, they got into the near fall stage and it just traded back and forth. I didn't think they overdid the near falls and, uh, Nomura won, which I popped for cause I've been like a huge Nomura fan. And I, I mean, I, I picked him to make the finals and lose to Okabayashi and my pick him, which I ran. Okay. So I ran a carnival pick him and literally came in last place. So <laughs> did not work out the best for me, but, um, yeah, I loved it. Four and three quarters. Uh, top five match of the year for me, my match of the tournament. I think I'll be the high man on it, but I mean, I loved it. So great match. Four and a half for me too. Loved it. Neck and neck with Miyahara and Okabayashi for my favorite match of the tournament. I just have to ask though, do you think maybe Nomura did one too many no cells? I mean, I, I, I saw in the Slack, you were talking about that. Well, um, I, and, and I like, cause like he does a couple of the Germans, he does the superplex. And then that last German, he no sells before he like does that like big forearm flurry, uh, two armed forearm flurry to um, Suwama before he like sort of puts it away. I thought maybe the last no sell was one too many times, but that's a minor quibble. I mean, I could understand the criticism. It didn't bother me personally because it was, I mean, it was kind of his story of like the plucky underdog against like the grumpy old veteran that was just like throwing everything at him and like nothing would work. Um, so yeah, hey, Greg. yeah. Oh, yeah. John's on my side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess the only way that Nomura was gonna pull it out from a veteran that's bigger than him was to like have the fighting spirit. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I I definitely understand the criticism, but I just say it didn't it didn't feel to me that way, as in like sort of like the Hulk Hogan sort of thing, the Super Kento, as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't mind it within like you know reason. I just thought maybe the last one was a bit too much, but whatever. Uh, and then the main event, 
the block B decision match, Jake Lee beating No More in 1246, the giant killing. Um, I thought this was fucking awesome. I mean, maybe I don't want to know. If, I don't want to know if it's like the most underrated match of the tournament, but or I, I think it is definitely the most underrated match of the tournament. Maybe yeah, not the best that. overall. Maybe Kento Yuji is the best overall, but this is still really, really good. And I went four and a half on this. I thought it was again incredible. This is a great spot where, like, I mean, Jake Lee always does these awesome like counter knees anyway, but he catches Nomura with it like right in the middle of his big run, and it's right after the two splashes. And again, that was just such an incredible spot. Um, but yeah, I just felt like the, this was like two. The this was like the elevation of these these two young guys, other than Kento, yeah. and letting them do a big main event like this, and just like you know, really going at it on the floor and like. You know, I don't know. It just felt like a big moment for all Japan in general, and I was yeah. really into it. Yeah. When okay, so when they announced the blocks, uh, obviously this show was the the show that got the weekend cork in. So I was thinking, coming into it, you got to put over your big star in the main event. It's going to be either Nomura or Lee. I figured it would be Nomura just because. Gerard had been talking about earlier, um, the All-Asia tag situation, All-Japan, not always trying to have guys go for titles when they already have titles. But yeah, this match was, I mean, absolutely incredible. Showcased, I mean, both guys incredibly. And Lee just played the most the most beautiful cocky prick that I've ever seen. I mean, just incredible. And uh, I went, okay, I went four stars originally. Um I had not been paying attention to it, if I'm being honest. I was expecting it to go like five minutes because Nomura had just wrestled 22 minutes against Suwama. Um, and I figured they're just going to have Lee come out and, and just sweep the floor with them, no pun intended, to the faction name. But uh, they ended up going like 12 minutes or something. It was one of the best 12-minute yeah, matches I've seen. It was almost 12 and a half minutes. Yeah, okay. I went back and watched it after I saw John went four and a half, and I upped it to four and a quarter um, when I actually was paying attention for the first half of the match. I mean, the fight from No More in this match, I mean, incredible. And this was the point where I did understand the, the you know, firing up too much, the no-selling too much criticism. But it ended up working in the end because he lost. It was this sort of like, okay, this is my last stand, and then he goes down, that sort of thing. So I went four and a quarter. Uh, so I went four. Uh, I think I could be convinced that I should probably watch this again, and I might even go higher. Um, you know, cause I thought, you know, starts good, pretty good out of the gate. And then Lee does wrestle it. Like he's the fresh guy, like does the sleeper with the grapevine to, um, Nomura. And then like, you know, does the thing where he like just keeps pinning him co- continuously for like three times, but then it like morphs into like an all Japan main event. And like Nomura is like literally Superman, like almost invincible. If you sort of think about it, uh, I don't know, like. I have to watch this match again, honestly, because, but the floor is four. It's still an incredible match. Yeah. Um, but I think, cause like literally it's, I've only probably watched it like just less than, or over two hours, just over two hours ago. My first gut is four stars. Uh, I could probably, I'll probably watch it again, uh, to while I write the review uh, and can probably be convinced to go higher. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to me. I went four and I rewatched it and updated a quarter star. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like really overall, you know, that's the entire tournament. All we got left is the finals tomorrow, which is Kento and Jake Lee. Uh, that'll be like probably today when a lot of people listening are listening to this, but probably we'll talk about, 
we'll talk about that next week. And, you know, I just, I just wanted to cover the whole rest of the tournament and all that. And we'll let the finals breathe. It's seven. an awkward time for it to be ending on a Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's what, golden, golden week. It's golden yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they do, I think they do 25th, 28th, 29th every year for the three Corkins. I could be corrected on that. You um, might be I, right. I think I think that's what they do. So it just happened that they ended on a Monday this year. Yeah, I mean tomorrow's kind of crazy because it's you have the Champion Carnival Final, you have Hino Kuni for New Japan, and you have the Stardom Cinderella Tournament for Stardom. Oh yes. Well, oh, at least with all Japan, there's literally no other match to watch except. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like yeah, I saw I the, card. the card. The card will be like fine, but like yeah. you know, if you got to watch all, if you're going to watch all three shows, you really only have to watch just the finals of the. Champion Carnival, but overall, I mean, I you know, speaking of someone who only watched the recommended stuff, this was awesome. I didn't sit through a lot of other crap, I guess, but I had a great time even watching, trying to jam all this into three days. Uh, I thought it was awesome. What do you guys think if people actually watched the entire tournament? Uh, I still thought it was awesome. I'm not sure if it quite hit some of the peaks or the averages of last year because you had. Marafuji, you had Shingo, you had Yuji Hino. Um, like, I think that Akiyama Marafuji match from last year is better than anything that was in this year so far. Because I went like four and three quarters on that match. Um, but considering what they had and the limited resources of all Japan, I still think they put together a really good tournament. Yeah, I, th- I would say I liked it better than last year, um, if only slightly. Uh... Yeah, I, I was trying to. It might be recency bias. I'm just thinking through all the great matches Shingo had last year. Oh, I yeah, think there was. Shingo, mo- sorry, you Shingo were versus Marafuji. I just rewatched that a couple weeks ago. Oh so yeah, good. I remember that match. That might have been my match of the tournament, which I think was an outlier take. Or sorry, I, I mean, remember versus Miyahara. I said Marafuji. Um, yeah, yeah. That that match was that was at the A Block final show. I, I don't know. I think there was a match on the A Block final show that I thought was like super underrated. Um, but anyway, John, I feel like on the towards the back end of the tour, you had like six matches in a row that you rated four and a quarter or four and a half stars. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, I was just, it's hard to get through. I mean, when you have that much like twenty minute epics back to back to back. Like I, I counted overall because I have a spreadsheet this year. I have five four and a half star matches. Although four of them were on the same two shows, which is kind of funny. Uh, night 13 had two, night 16, then night 17 had two. Uh, and then for four and a quarter, I had, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight four and a quarter. So eight four and a quarter star matches. Uh, and then for four flat, I had another five. So yeah, that's like 18 matches of four stars or higher so uh, i know like you posted the other day you had 16 and people were like what the fuck but <laughs> i have 18 so no whatever. i ended on 18 because i guess that didn't <laughs> include the b block final show yeah 18 I mean, matches look, at there, plus. there are a bunch of really good matches yeah and i mean those aren't all just like barely cracking the four star mark like there were there were quite a few four and a quarter four and a half matches in this tournament yeah and then there's a few there's a few like three and three quarters that i yeah. think you know, some people would probably have a few more fours, and some people might have a few less. Yeah. But overall, a great tournament. Do you yeah. want to do uh rest of the tournament sort of deal? 
Uh, yes. Let's well. Let's 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 give everybody a grade since you guys right. watched everything. So block A, Kento Mihara finished first with ten points. What is your what's your grade, Thomas? Uh, that's a A plus for me easily. Uh, of the eight matches, I went four stars or higher on six of his eight matches. So that's like that's up there with like an all time tournament run. Maybe not quite that level, but incredible tournament. A plus for me. Uh, what do you think? What do you? That's think not kind of the final, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty confident in, in the final will deliver. Uh, so yeah, a plus for me too. Just an incredible run. And then Dylan James finished tied for second with nine points. Give me a grade here, Thomas. Um, I'm gonna actually no. Let me give. I'll give a grade based on what I saw too. For Kento, it's an A plus. I don't know how else you could. I mean, he just had an amazing tournament. So. Dylan James. I'm gonna say. I mean, that's an A for me, if I'm being honest. He really impressed me. Maybe that's relative to expectations an A. But I gave him uh, two, ma- three matches over four stars. So, I mean, or sorry, I was looking at Okabayashi, actually. My bad. Um, okay, so for James, I was looking at my ratings for Okabayashi. Uh, James, I'll go, I'll go B+. Great tournament. Uh, Dylan James, I, I'm going with A. Yeah, I gotta go with I A. Thought. Yeah. Um, like I, I, like I noted, like his Ishikawa match wasn't good, so like, or, or just average, and like he slowed down a bit, obviously after some of those high impact matches. But like, there's no reason not to give him an A, in my opinion. All right, I'll go A minus. I'll amend my rating. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for Yuji Okabayashi, I think. Uh, from what I saw, it's an A plus. I mean, I don't know. I'm at an A, maybe just slightly. There was one match. I don't even know what match this is that I gave like two stars. So I can't quite go A versus Valletta. Yeah, that was, pro- that was probably it. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll say just an A. Uh, a plus for Akubayashi for me, just incredible. I, and like, I'm not gonna like dock that many marks for a crappy match against Valletta. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> that's not fair, really. Yeah. Uh, I'm still going A. Ishikawa, I don't, I didn't see a lot of him. I guess because you guys didn't do a ton of wrecks for him, so I'm guessing that said something. So go ahead. Uh, what do you, what do you have for him, Thomas? Oh, I hate going first. Jeez, uh, I'm gonna say he was really, he was by far the most inconsistent. I would say to me, I had he had one of my top like three matches of the tournament, and he had one of my bottom three matches of the tournament. Um, at the end of the day, I'll give him B plus. I'd say uh, I'll go B minus because he did have that horrendous thirty minute draw. But the rest of the tournament, he hit that amazing match against Okabayashi. But I mean, he was pretty decent in like the three star range for the rest of the tournament. There was like no other clunkers. So B minus. Uh, and then Zeus for me is an A. Like from what I saw, he was awesome. Yeah, that's an A for me as well. Yeah, A for me too. Uh, and then Atsushi uh, Aoki. Um, what do you? I didn't see a lot of him, but I really liked what I what I saw. Why don't you go first on this one, Gerard? What do you have here? Um, B plus, A minus. Uh, I think like even if his matches weren't like I can't really think of any really bad matches. They are all at least three stars. Uh, and it's also I think he, he deserves some marks for the role and some points for the role he played in this tournament as like the junior 
doing like the tricky stuff or the flying or the sort of trying to like use his speed and agility against the much bigger opponents. So, you know, what? I really like that match against Mihar. So I'll give him an A minus because he played his he played the exact kind of role he needed to play. Yeah, I'm with you there on the A minus. Uh, maybe not quite there on the in ring perspective. I think he was probably around average if I'm just rating purely on in ring perspective. But he was consistent. He did get a lot. I don't think he had any main events. So, but he worked with what he had, the time he had. I gave him five matches at three and a half or higher. So consistently great, played his role perfectly. So I'd feel bad if I gave him anything less than an A minus. Uh, then Ryuji Sai, what do you think, Thomas? Oh god, um, he had the match with Zeus, which I really liked. He had a he had a good end to the tournament. Um, his last five matches. I think I all had three stars or higher, but his first, the beginning of his tournament was just awful. He had my two least favorite matches of the tournament with uh, Valletta and Ishikawa. So I'm going to go like a C for him. C minus. Like he did have the worst match of the tournament in my opinion, but you know, um, nothing too offensive after that. And I, well, I didn't go as high on the, um, was it the Sai? It was the Zeus match. Yeah, Sai Zeus match. It was still like good, and I liked Aoagi versus Sai. Uh, so like C minus, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and right. then what about y- Yuma Aoyagi? I from what I saw, it's like a B plus. Yeah, yeah. I'm at, I'm, next I'm at B plus. Um, great tournament. He was consistently good. He pulled a decent match out of Valletta. He had one of the better Valletta matches, I think. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, pretty much everything. I didn't have anything below three stars for him. So pretty consistently good. So I'll go B plus. Yeah. B plus. Um, great. Actually carried people in this tournament to good matches like Sai. Uh, the, I think the, really the only thing for him is he needs to have like a four and a half star match or something to like help cement him. If he wants to like get to the main event. Yeah. I mean, the Kento match was close. Yeah. Four and a quarter on that. I think that was, I mean, I can't think of any better singles matches that he's had. Some of his tags with Nomura were really good. Yep. Uh, and then Gianni Valletta. Oof. I didn't see any of him, so go ahead. Uh, I don't want to piss off the people on Twitter. So, I mean, I'll go, I won't give him an F. I'll go D for Valletta. Um, the Kento match was all right. I guess the Aoyagi match was all right. I think he had the Ishikawa match was okay. Uh, it was either the Ishikawa match or the Okabayashi match that I thought was okay. But yeah, I can't I can't go higher any higher than a D. Uh, I'll give him a D plus because they like booked him. I think what is long? Does he have a match longer than twelve minutes? A lot of them were just like eight or nine. Oh yeah, I'm sh- I'm so. sh- I'm sure he didn't have. Any match much longer than that. I mean, oh, he had the main event with Kento. That might have gone. That's probably his only one that went over like ten or twelve minutes. Yeah. So, it, like the the point is, they kept him inoffensive, and yeah. the match is generally short, so D plus. Uh, and then Block B, Jake Lee finished in first place. Um, I I had to give him a B plus from what I saw. I liked him in almost everything I saw. Uh, he was another one that was super inconsistent for me. Um, hit or miss, like Gerard said. I mean, at the beginning of the show, 
my opinion on him and changes every day. Um, so he was up and down throughout the tournament. I'll go B. Uh, I'll go B plus because he really did have a good uh, final stretch of the tournament, and he had you know a good match against Nomura in the opener. Um, but you got to be consistent if you want an A. Yeah. And then Naoya Nomura, um, I went. I got to give him an A. I mean, I, everything I saw him was awesome. If there's anything that stands out otherwise, let me know. I guess. Yeah, uh, I, I can't. I can't go. I, I, I think I'm gonna go A plus. He had my match of the yep. tournament, um, match of the year contender for me at four and three quarter stars. So obviously it's a match of the year contender. Um, so I, I think I have to give him an A plus. Uh, a plus also for me because I also gave his match with Yoshitatsu four stars, and I think he oh, had. Yes. I think he had Sam Adonis's best match. Sam Adonis, let me look. Yeah, that match was. I mean, Adonis had a. Adonis was very consistently fine. Yeah, and like Nomura's like getting to the point where he can like carry talent. That's I, I went three and a half stars on a Sam Adonis match against. Yeah, Naomi so Nomura. yeah, Nomura A plus, no question. Yeah, Suwama again from me and A from what I saw. A plus for me again, match of the tournament for me. A great match. Uh, I think that Jake Lee match with Suwama was the match that really sold me on Jake Lee. So I can't go. I, can, I mean, I have to give him an A plus. He made me turn the corner on maybe the future ace of all Japan. So, I mean, that's an A plus performance. Uh, a minus for me, just because he can't carry some of the crappier wrestlers, but he still had a pretty damn good tournament, better than I think I thought he was going to have. Uh, and then after that, oh, I lost it. <laughs> good work, John. Yoshitatsu. I uh, gotta give my real man here a B plus. What I saw, I liked yeah. everything. And a, and, a, and a gold say, star. You know, give him an extra. Did you say C plus or B plus? B plus. Yeah. B plus. Absolutely. Yeah. I would go. I'll go a B minus for Tatsu. He had a great match with Nomura, um, but he also had like quite a few, just like three star, two and three quarter star specials. So I can't go higher than a B minus. Uh, I'll give him a B plus. Because, like, I don't disagree with what Thomas just said, but, like, he tried in every match. and He tried. And, 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 and so I'll give him those points for effort. It's just, you know, sometimes his opponents weren't, you know, that great. And then after that, Joe Joe Doring. Um, I assume it wasn't that great because you, you barely ever recommended anything he was in to me. So go yeah, ahead, Joe, go ahead, Thomas, I guess. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he was super... I mean, low effort throughout the tournament. Um, and I was higher on the Nomara match and the Suwama match than the consensus. I went four stars flat on both of those. And, I mean, if you didn't go four stars on that, you probably didn't go four stars on anything else because this tournament was, I mean, pretty rough outside of that. Quite a few matches that I would say were average to below average where he just put in minimum effort, like the Daichi match. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I would say probably a C for Doran. Maybe that's just because I had such high expectations for him. Um, but yeah, just a C for me. Um, I'd, I'd go C too, even though I, I wasn't as high on Suama Doran as uh, other of you guys. I just, you know, it was passable. And at least he did what he had to do in some of the situations. Like that match with Lee, I thought was my favorite Doran match of the tournament. So yeah, C. And then after that, uh, Daichi Hashimoto. Uh, again, 
for all mm. everything I've heard, he had a rough tournament. But what do you guys think? Wow. I just realized this. Every single match was between two and a half and three stars for me. So he was very competently average throughout the tournament for me. Um, so I will go C minus. Nah, I'll go D plus because he just he could have done so much better. And I mean, his screaming, his like Will Osprey style yeah. screeching really bothered me. So I'll go D plus actually. Uh, I'll also go D plus. I thought. There were some weird times, like his match with Suwama. I thought it was so boring, but then all of a sudden, like he kicks it in the high gear in the last couple of minutes, and I'm like, okay, this saved this match from being like a shit show. You know, it's weird. So like, you think maybe he's got the tools there, but he just doesn't always put them together. I'll have to watch that Okabayashi match from Big Japan. But so yeah, D plus for me. The screaming doesn't help either. Uh, and after that, Takashi Yoshida. Hello? Oh, hey, uh, I think Thomas is muted, so I'll go. Okay. Um, Yoshida hadn't really seen him in a while, especially not only a CyberCon. Uh, C, or maybe C minus. Um, better than I was led from because he's got his fair share of detractors. Uh, he's and like as we we went over this before, like he sort of is lost and boring in the early parts of the matches, but like you know some decent. Uh, finishing stretches, nothing like truly offensive. So C minus for me. Uh, and then let's see. Sorry, who are we talking about? I think I might have missed it. Yoshida. We're talking about Yoshida. Sorry. So Yoshida, kind of the same level. I liked one of his matches. God, what was oh, it? was the Suwama match that John hated for some reason. Star <laughs> <laughs> higher out than it on him. I mean, then, yeah, so I mean. Got some unnecessary hate in the slack thanks to this man, but I'll still go a C minus for him. Uh, after this, let's see Joel Redman. 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 Yeah. <laughs> On tournament, competently fine to good. Nothing great, but nothing bad either. Um, I'll go C plus for him. Um, I'll go B minus for Redman. I really liked him. I there was nothing really bad. I really liked his match against Nomura, and um, I really want to see him back in uh, all Japan. So yeah, B minus. And then finally, Sam Adonis. So I did not see a single match of. <laughs> what is the letter grade for two point five stars? I guess a C. Well, no, it'd be technically a D because like it's a fifty percent. Right? Two and a half stars is half of the scale. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I'll go with you then. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, C. Like, I think a C is perfect. He was fine. Like, yeah, he was fine. No bullshit, like, or very little of it. Yeah, and, no, uh, no Trump flag or anything. Which yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go C minus, I guess. He was fine. He had that. He had one good match. What was it? And it was no more. We just yeah. talked. This, yeah. I like that match a lot. Yeah. Yeah, C for me. So there you go, folks. There's your champion carnival grades. All right, let's quickly talk about some New Japan before we move on to the DDT show. I just want to hit some major highlights. First of all, Sengoku Lord in Nagoya from last Saturday. Feels like a million years ago now, but amazingly, it was only eight days ago. Um, I really love the main... Sorry? I was just saying... That that's eight days ago. Yeah, I feel like a million years ago. <laughs> I get really watch so much, so much goddamn wrestling. Uh, Kota Ibushi and Zack Saber Jr. So Kota won 
with the Kamigoe. Uh, this is a really awesome match. I want four and a half stars on it. Um, you know, I just thought this was not quite to the level of the G1 match last year, which I went four and three quarters on, but still a really, really, really good match. Way better than the New Japan Cup match. Uh, either one of you catch this match? I did. Yeah, I watched it. Um, or and I thought four and a half. They have just incredible uh, chemistry together. Some of the best because I think people are starting to get a little down on Tanahashi and Saber's chemistry. It sort of never recovered from New Japan Cup uh, 2018. But um, yeah, just awesome match. Four and a half for me. One of the best of the year. Yeah, I'm at four and a half as well. It was. I mean. I guess formulaic isn't the right word, but at this point in New Japan, a lot of those top stars have just had five matches with each other. So it was the sort of thing where you could tell where the match was going because you see these guys wrestle before, but it was still great. I guess I guess the analogy to the carnival would be Ishikawa and uh, Kento, but I also went four and a half. Great match. Shout out to Chase Owens versus Mikey Nichols from this show. I was wrong about that match. It was actually good. And I, I made fun of John for liking that match, but it was actually good. So my yeah. apologies. That was three and three quarters. That was really good. The yeah. only good thing Mikey Nichols has done in New Japan, honestly. I mean, he looks like he's got really, really bored every other night. But he was, I was the he low was man on that match at two and three quarters. I just thought, like, I thought Chase Owens looked great in that match. He's really like, he's really like now sort of playing the guy on top as the heel sort of aggressiveness. Like you saw in the New Japan Cup match with Juice, not the title one match with Juice. And he sort of brought that sort of aggressiveness to this match, but I just didn't. Mikey Nichols just not impress me. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, Gerard, you really liked the uh, the Juice Folly match, right? Oh yeah, I went three and three quarters on it. I loved it, and I think has been uh, uh, somewhat that I might not actually necessarily. I thought it was the high man, but after listening to the flagship and some other podcasts that have talked about this match, everyone really seemed to love it. Yeah, except for I, John. <laughs> except for John, I went three and a half too. So, I went two. I went two and a half. I, yeah, I like saw it. that. I mean, it was somewhat basic, but they did everything right. So I went three and a half. It was fun, old school, I guess. I mean, we don't need to go in depth on it, but I don't know. I liked it. Yeah, uh, and you know, got to give points to Juice for dragging out a, a good match out of Folly in 2019. I mean, the only other person that has done that is Okada. Yes. You want to touch on uh, any of these Red Two shows? Uh, not really. So let's just, I mean, they were, they were good, but I mean, they, oh yeah, they we were really all don't, great. we don't really have a ton of time. So I don't really yeah. see that. I mean, there's nothing mind blowing there. It's just a bunch of good tag matches, you know, but they all sort of flirt in like the high threes. Yeah. High threes. Yeah. Let me shout sure. out the semi main from the, the middle Corkin, which was show Ishii and Ibushi against evil Shingo and Naito. And then the main from the last show, which was show Nakata against Sonata and Shingo. Great exchanges between Sho and Shingo in those matches. Oh, yeah. And then the show from this past Friday in Hiroshima, the Road to Dontaku, Aki no Kuni, Sengoku Imake, um, that had the IWGP Junior Tag Team title main event, which uh, went 25 minutes, which was you know just incredible that they got that much time. And I thought this was an awesome match, four-and-a-half-star match right here. Um you know, just pretty much loved every second of it. But what'd you guys think? Yeah, four and a half for me. Awesome. Um, I actually, uh, I everyone started doing their like best of the super junior like finals theories. I think they should just pull the trigger and do show and shingo in the finals, not the blocks. Literally the finals. 
after watching this match. I mean, you look how much time you spent. You spent more time building that up than any like actual junior title program, with the possible exception of maybe Lee and Hiromu. So, you know, that's the impression that I got after watching this tag title match. Yeah, I I hated it. I only went four and a quarter. So, I mean, it was a little bit. Uh, I I know Joel Abraham. I think it was from the Super J Cast had the same criticism where it literally felt like a show Shingo singles match where Yo and Bushi just came in to do the finish. And I did feel that criticism a lot. Um, I mean, I went four and a quarter. I love the match, uh, but I do wish like it didn't feel like a tag match at some points. So I had to dock it a little bit for that. But I mean, great match. Some I made from the show is really good too. Uh, yeah. Uh, I understand that criticism. I wouldn't dock anything from it because you're clearly building up Shingo for the best of the super juniors. So uh, given like the time of the year that this match came, I wouldn't dock marks for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think if you're looking at best of the super juniors, you can look at like Shingo and show uh, in one block and then like Osprey and Eagles in another block. I, I get what you're saying about Shingo and show like being the biggest match you can do. But from a drawing perspective, I think you kind of have to have Osprey in there. Uh, sure. I don't know. Well, I mean, Shingo on his own seems to be a draw, so you never know. John, I remember you were talking about on, I think it was maybe King of Pro Wrestling last year or some show like that. The show that Shingo debuted, that his draw like of, oh, is this going to be Shingo, was like the thing that really moved tickets more than the main event. Yeah, I, I think Shingo was a big draw, I think. but Yeah. Are you telling me NWA World Heavyweight Champion Cody wasn't? No, I don't think so. But um, anyway, so that leaves us pretty much with the Dentaku Tour wrapping up next week. Some cool stuff coming up, um, and then that's pretty much it. So let's Jeff talk about Bob versus Tai Chi. I'm really, excited. I'm really excited. I, I'm really excited for that too. Okay, so now we can get into ADT. Sorry, I had yeah. to smash out. <laughs> um. The DDT show, which was Max Bump 2019. Now, Gerard, this is like your first, was this like your first full DDT show? Probably first full DDT show since like 2002, 2003, literally. Uh, I don't know if you remember that tag team tournament, the Differ Cup, uh, which had like guys from DDT, Tori Yumon or Dragon Gate, I can't remember what it was at that point, uh, Zero One and Noah. And so there was like this tag, the two night tag tournament in Differ Ariaki. And I can't remember who his partner was, but I thought Kudo was like so fucking cool back in like 2002. And so like I watched a little DDT, but then like I ended up falling out of like all wrestling for a while. So I just never, um, you know, followed up with DDT. Yeah. Um, but this is, you know, I love DDT, obviously, as people listen to the show now. And the weird thing about the show is I thought it was one of the weaker Corrigans until the main event. But I don't know. I thought it was a good show even before the main event. I think part of that might just be DDT shows are like DDT Corkins at least are always like really consistently great. So when it was just a, a good show, you might have been, you know, comparatively, you know, feeling down. Yeah. Um, I actually was pretty much entertained through the whole, most of the whole thing, even though I don't really have any emotional investment in the storylines. I thought they managed to keep my attention. Yeah, they kept the ma- all the matches pretty short for the most part outside of the main event, obviously. So they kept the pace pace up pretty quick. 
which is good for me because I was watching it live, so I was, I was real tired. Uh, so let's say the show opened up with Toru Washi and Kazuki Hirata defeating Masa Takanashi and Pokotan. Uh, Pokotan was distra- disqualified for attacking the referee uh, in 7:23. Pokotan went crazy. That's basically what happened here. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I, I like DT comedy normally, but I really wasn't. I'm not really that into the Pokotan thing. It's fine. I just. Uh, I don't know. There's something about this that didn't doesn't hit with me as as well as much as uh, some other DT comedy. What'd you guys think? Uh, I don't know anything about Poco Tom, but I dug the fact that he did that like Kokeshi into that guy's chest at one point. I thought that looked so cool. Yeah. And I think um, he got unmasked at the end of the match again here, which happened at uh, Judgment, which was like a big storyline of how oh, they, you're not supposed to let the mascot's head fall off, you know, it's supposed to be like a, a symbol, you know. So I guess they're playing that sort of thing up. Uh, and then match number two, the Kitsuki Okuda farewell match. The unfortunately Okuda is already leaving DDT after he signed late last year. Uh, Okuda, Yuki Ueno, and Naomi Yoshimura beat Kota Omeda, Mizuki Watase, and Yuki Ino. Okuda pinned Ino with the buzzsaw kick in eight and a half minutes. This is a really fun eight and a half minute match. Great. Uh, yeah, really good eight man six fan tag. Yeah. What'd you guys think here? Could have been longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Finishing I was getting stretch. really into it at the end. Yeah, the finishing stretch with Eno and Okuda, I think. Was that it? I know Eno was in there, and I think it was Okuda. But either way, uh, the finishing stretch was really hot between those two. I don't know, probably in like the three and a half range. Pretty pretty fun little six-man. Yeah, uh, I really dug Okuda. John, I'm just wondering, do you know where he's going? or is he? No, he's just a freelancer for now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then match number three, Saki Akai and Asuka defeating Mad Polly and Nobuhiro Shimatani when Saki pinned Shimatani with the... I, I don't even try to pronounce that move. It's the anime move because she was in she was in, she was was in in Fate. I love that move. I know the move you're talking about. I'm not going to try and uh, pronounce it, but we all know the move you're talking about in it. Yeah. Great finisher. Yeah. But, you know, this is whatever. Get them heated up before their six... Well, I should say six-person title challenge that's coming up. And, um, of course, they were... Rev- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, Jared. I was going to say, like... So, like, I've heard you talk about Saki Akai on this show uh, a few times. Um, even though I don't watch DDT, I actually do listen to the DDT discussion. Um, but, so, like, from what I understand, like, you think that she's been getting better recently? Uh, yeah, or, Saki Akai? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I... She didn't really impress me in this match at all, but that was just my initial observation. So, yeah, she's you know, she's an acquired taste. Oh, I can see that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, technically, she's still not like great, but you know, she has like, especially in um, Tokyo Joshi, where she's so much bigger than everyone else, she kind of just exudes that sort of star, sort of personality. That's where I like her the best, actually. Is oh yeah, she definitely caught my attention, like coming out and like her appearance and everything. But like you know, in the ring, less so. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, we lost John because he's. No, so... I'm here. I know. Here. <laughs> <laughs> he's just fuming in anger over the Saki Akai takes. Yeah, so I'm. I'm. <laughs> I'm just very, very furious. Saki Akai. Um, yeah. but yeah, so they they revealed that Hikaru Shida is the 
the third partner for the KOD six-man t- title challenge against Team Sendai Girls, which that should be incredible. It really should, yeah. Uh, do you think that this means that there's more to, like, AEW and DDT relationship than just letting Michael Nakazawa, like, work yes. in DDT? Yes. Yeah. I would not be shocked. I mean, they were talking about running the Dome in, like, in the near future. 2020, I think, right? Yeah. And now that Ibushi is, I mean, he was a freelancer, so he could have technically worked that show. Now that he's locked in with New Japan. I mean, maybe Omega is the sort of draw for the Dome show if they end up running that. I don't know. But, but who is Omega a draw in a Dome show if it's not Ibushi against, like? You do, like, Omega and, like, I don't Endo know, Takashi, Endo, Takashita, somebody. I'm sure it'll draw. Yeah. Uh, match number four. Yoshiaki Yatsu's debut in DDT because of the Olympics. Um, <laughs> Let me pull up this man's cage, so man. Yoshiaki Yatsu, Shinshiro Takagi, and Yukio Sakaguchi defeating Akito, Higuchi, and Yamamoto and Hiroshi Yamato. Uh, Takagi pin Yamato with the clothesline from hell to win his right to challenge anytime, anywhere gauntlet. Yep. I mean... I guess Yatsu is pretty good for someone that's worked six matches in the past 15 years. And it's, like, quite old. I mean, what more can you expect, I guess? Well, I, that's why I love this match, just for the nostalgia factor. I hadn't seen Yatsu for years, and he was, like, an incredible tag team wrestler in the 1980s. Yeah. It was, it was fine enough. How, how did Hiroshi Yamato... Get a right to challenge Gauntlet. I'm just he's like, I forget he pinned somebody. I forget who he pinned. I think maybe who the fuck did he pin? Maybe maybe Oishi. Maybe. Uh, yeah, that, that would make sense. Or Harada, I know had one for a time. Yeah, I mean, I can never keep track of these fucking things. They change hands so often. Um, then the DDT Extreme Title, the Panty Hunt Tiger Cub Tiger Cub Rope Death Match. Now. Look, the panty hunt thing, they're both wearing panties, and the, um, you know, whoever gets their panties pulled down first loses. You can also lose by pinfall or submission. There's also a rope with a tiger cub in the middle. And her Antonio Honda won in 12.04 um, to become the 44th DT Extreme Champion. I mean, but this was match. incredible. This was awesome. Oh, yeah, I love this. Yes. There we yeah. go. No, so, I don't like. I probably have like, I have a pretty high like acceptance of comedy and wrestling. Yeah, even in some of the stuff. The, actually, I will say this: uh, the only thing it I don't get comedy wise in wrestling right now is Orange Cassidy. But otherwise, I'm okay with pretty much anything else. Yeah. I don't. I mean, this this to me was good comedy. Bad comedy yeah. is swaggle matches, being the elite yeah, jokes. This is like Tiger Rope Panty Hunt. Good comedy. This is yes, and- the height of comedy. I mean, the crowd <laughs> when Honda won. Oh, oh my yeah. god! Incredible reaction. They were so happy, <laughs> and I was I was so into this. I mean, I really really loved uh, you know Honda getting the win here, and I'm I'm so happy for him. He had a great main event at the at the Muscle Show a few months ago at Sumo Hall, and I just I think it's been a great year for him. He's now that Oishi is kind of moving at least somewhat into the serious role, that Honda might be my new favorite comedy wrestler. You know. But, I mean, the DDT Corkin crowds kind of sometimes get a bad rap, but they were really hot throughout this entire show. Yeah, I mean, they were really hot throughout. Like you 
of the, the whole show, but especially for Honda winning the title here. Yeah. Um, after that, we had a brief intermission and then the KOD tag team title three-way match. Uh, Daisuke Sasaki and Summer Takao beat Mal, Mike Bailey, Moonlight Express, and Ricky Starks and Mike Rollins when Takao pinned Mao. The reverse Gory Bomb special, 13-13. I thought this was a little disappointing, maybe. Um, you know, just a little bit uh, disjointed. It just it never really clicked that next level for me like some of these three-way tags do. But it was still good, just not 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 like at a, a high level or anything. Like three and a quarter, probably. Yeah, I'd be maybe a slight smidge below that, maybe like two and three quarters. Um, I mean, I lo- I loved the uh, Damnation versus Moonlight Express match at the last cork, and I think I went four stars on that. This one, like you said, disjointed would probably be the best word to describe it. Um, Rollins and Starks, I'm not trying to offend anyone that might happen to be a Ricky. Oh, actually, we all know Joe's not listening, so I mean, Ricky Starks. <laughs> Perfectly average. Hey, he's he's nothing special. Let's be honest, uh, Thomas. Sorry. I'm also a Ricky Starks fan, but oh uh, no, <laughs> no. Uh, but look, yeah, I would say three gentlemen's three on this yeah. uh, disjointed. And yes, this isn't. I mean, this is Starks' first tour, I think, of DDT yeah. in Japan. So yeah. I, I will give him a learning curve, and I will defend him. But yeah, this wasn't a great match. Yeah, uh, Shinya Aoki. Defeated Konosuke Takashita with the foot choke in 703. This was awesome. I mean, it was like really fast and brutal. I meant like three and three quarters on this. I thought it was really good. Um, you know, only a seven minute match, but I just, I love that the, the out of nowhere choke out ending. Yeah. I mean, about as good as you could get for a seven minute match, I guess. I, I would go four stars on it. Um, I think a lot of the problems with Aoki in DDT has been people not really meshing to his style. Um, like I don't really expect him to mesh to other people's styles. I would more expect them to mesh to his. Uh, and that was kind of the problem with the Hiroshima match at uh, Judgment. But Takashita here really sort of leaned into that uh, like ground-based style, and he did a great job of the grappling sort of deal. And four stars for me, really fun stuff. All the Aoki haters need to watch this. Um, yeah, one of his better matches in DDT, I'd say. Uh, I don't really know Aoki, so I didn't know he had a bad rap. I love this match. Yeah. Uh, I would go three and three quarters. I love the style. Actually, it sort of reminded me of like an old battle arts thing, which is like essentially shoot style, but with a little more pro traditional pro wrestling thrown in. It's just awesome. Uh, and then the main event, Tetsuya Endo, Makoto Oishi, uh, Endo retained the title with the shooting star press. I could not believe... This was 28 minutes. When you said that in the Slack, I said, there's no way. Yeah, that was incredible. 15. I mean, this was like, again, probably my DET match of the year. I'd have to rewatch Takashita and Sasaki. Um, but Endo, you know, Endo, Endo won this match in 28 minutes. I just thought Oishi, when he like, he had that like, um, that comedy wrestler, um, oh god, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, just the comedy wrestler in the big spot, you know, where he really got to step up, and the crowd was so behind him. It took a little while because they didn't think he had any chance of hell winning, but over over the course of the match, they got more and more behind him, and you know, there's just it just kept going and going. Like there was this awesome sequence where Endo, uh, where Oishi kept ducking Endo's like uh, strikes and like countering, and then finally like Endo just power bombed him. That was so cool. 
I mean, the only fucking complaint I have with this match was that they missed his handspring kick right towards the end. And I had to take something off for that. But, you know, it, it still was fucking incredible match. Uh, you know, I, I really have to rewatch Takashita and Sasaki from Ryogoku to decide if it was a DDT match of the year. But I went four and a half on this. It was absolutely awesome. Uh, put some respect on Makoto Oishi's name. This was awesome. Yeah, Oishi is one of my favorites, like, period. Um, he was sort of my gateway into DDT comedy because he's also, like, a great worker. Um, and he's the guy that kind of, you know, got me into that. So I was coming to this match with super high expectations. I was so happy uh, when I saw this match got announced. And I mean, completely lived up to it. I mean, there were points in this match where I was like, this, this might be my match of the year. Not even because of the in-ring but more just because of the moment, the story they were telling of, you know, Oishi, this is his one spot. He was kind of on, he was sort of mentoring Endo when he came in. And now Endo is kind of like, they played the video package coming in and shout out to the DDT English translator. Or I guess he's not official, but um, basically the story coming in was Endo was like, you're a joke now to Oishi. And Oishi was just firing back saying, no, I can take this title. Great match. Like I said, points in it where I thought, I could go like legit match of the year level. Some of the stuff a little bit sloppy, but it worked because Oishi's not a serious wrestler. It was like he was just trying to do whatever he could. So sometimes it got that Sasha Banks sort of like good sloppy in a way. Uh, but I really loved it. Four and a half for me. I really wanted to go higher, but they did screw up that handspring kick. And uh, yeah, the finish. Almost felt flat because I was just pulling so much for Oishi to win somehow. But uh, great match. Four and a half stars for me. Yeah, I thought this was really good. Uh, one thing, like, I would definitely above four stars. The one thing I would say is I, I probably felt the 28 minutes more than uh, you guys did because, like, I did, I just, like, not, like, emotionally invested in these guys and that kind of thing. Whereas, like, there are those, like, some of these Miyahara matches that, like, go almost half an hour, triple crown matches, and I think they only go 15. So I think when you, like, so what this sort of ma- uh, match demonstrates to me is, like, when you're really into something, that 30 minutes can feel like 15. When you're less so, and I, that's not a complaint against the match. I thought it was awesome. But I think it just sort of affects your sort of perception of time. Yeah. I mean, it, it just never felt like a match that was going longer than you know, like 10 or 15, like 15, 20 minutes, maybe. I really couldn't believe it was 28 minutes, but an awesome start to Tetsuya Endo's title reign. I mean, I don't know how that could go any better, honestly. And up next, it looks like he's going to have Keisuke Ishii. So, um, Another unique cool. sort of challenger. Yeah. I mean, then Endo, like, kind of badmouthed him, and, like, you're just a, he was like, you're just a guy that ran away for, Gan- for uh, uh, Gambare. So... You know, it's an interesting whole setup here. Yep. He dropped the Gambare title or whatever t- what the main title is there. So I think he's sort of full-time DDT main roster now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, but anyway, overall, you know, I was all ready to call this kind of a disappointing Corican on their high standard. But then there was a four-and-a-half-star main event. So it's <laughs> pretty good Corican after that. Uh, and then we still have some cool stuff coming up, including... Uh, oh, the King of DDT show is tomorrow. So that's another show tomorrow. I totally forgot about that. We talked about all these shows coming up. What time is it? The first part. I don't. I don't. I don't have a time here. It just says four twenty nine. So I have to look it up. 
Um, but yeah, so the Tokyo Itabashi Green Hall, the first round of King of DT, Higuchi Umeda, Mike Bailey, and someone to cow, Yoshimura and Hirata, Daisuke Sasaki and Yukio Sakaguchi, Masa Takanashi and Mao, Akito and Hiroshima, and Yuki Ureno and Konosuke Takashida. So that should oh. be pretty cool. Yeah, there's some great, and, there's some great stuff in there. And then we have the Tokyo Joshi Pro uh, Yes Wonderland show coming up on May 3rd, which has Miyu Yamashita and Shoko Nakajima for the Tokyo Princess of Princess titles, or title, and then Sakaza- Yuka Sakazaki and Mizuki against Natsumi Maki and Hikari Noah for the tag titles. So that should be pretty cool, too. And Aja Kong and Maki Ito, holy shit. Yeah. I, always, I keep forgetting that match is happening. That's, um, what, a, what a clash of styles there. <laughs> you, you um, think there's a chance Mia drops the title? I've seen some people on Twitter sort of starting to plant the seeds for that. Her it's reign possible. Is starting, yeah, their reign is starting to feel Okada-ish in the sense that like every match people are like, okay, is this going to be is this going to be the one? Yeah, you know, that finally ends it ends the reign. I don't think it's going to be the one, but it could be. Yeah, uh, and then May sixth, you have the King of DT second round in, from Hokkaido. Including the loser resurrection battle royal, which is a cool little concept they're doing this year. That seems like and a then, good spot for Harada to come back and get a second match. Yes, something like that, right? Somebody like that. Yeah. Um, and then you have the the KOD six man title match is going to take place in Niigata on May eleventh. Um, and then finally May twenty. 20- oh, May twenty sixth is Matsuri. He gets to the of course the famous ref. He gets to do his own like card basically, so that'll be cool. From Osaka, AD on Arena number two. But, all right, so there's some upcoming stuff in DDT. Uh, I guess we can. Oh, we let me see about questions. Um, oh, I should have loaded that up already, but I totally forgot. Good work, me. <laughs> Why well, do that? I guess. Uh, I don't know. What are you looking forward to, Thomas? What am I looking forward to? Well. A lot of good shows coming up this week. It's Golden Week, so I mean, pretty much every major promotion is going to be running. So no matter what you want to watch, I, th- I think Noah Global Tag League is probably wrapping up pretty soon. They're probably running some Corkins. I haven't watched any of that yet. I haven't watched a lot of Noah this year, to be honest. But yeah, I haven't watched any really any Noah either. Um, okay, so let's see. I do have the questions that up here. Um, first of all, from RBX two thousand. Are we positive Okabayashi's human? Because I'm beginning to have my doubts. He no, should we're form definitely... a tag team with PCO then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Two unhuman men. Uh, at INXM underscore one. Um, he said, thoughts on Nomura, Lee, and Aoyagi. We did kind of already talk about them in the Champions of Carnival. But he also says, do you see every one of them as potential Triple Crown champion? I um, do. I do. I, Aoyagi... I'm a little. I'm not sold on yet. I'm gonna say no, but I. I more in Lee, I am. Yes, Ariyaki. I don't know. There's a pathway to Ariyaki though. <laughs> I don't think he's like like no. I don't think he's a Hiroki Goto yet. Yeah, yeah. Or or I something agree. like that, right? Uh, yeah. Just like I said before, he's got to have like a four and a half star level match or something. Like it would be interesting to see. Like honestly, just throw him against Miyahara for the triple crown at the main event of some like Korokin and just see what happens, right? Because yeah. I think people expected like a a good like. Nomura versus Miyahara just blew everyone away. Like yeah. they're like, this will be a good match, maybe four stars. But they had like just an incredible like match of the year candidate uh, match. So I think that's like just throw him in there and see if he can hang. Yeah, I think I like Aoyagi more than Lee at this point. 
Um, I don't know if that's a hot take. I mean, uh, well, you know, like as we've talked about, hot and cold on Lee. Lee has won back my support yeah. as this okay. tournament has uh, and come to a uh, almost its end. So, yeah, Lee probably has peak tire, but he's also had more opportunities. So I don't. know. I would agree with that. I think, but I think Aoyagi is more consistent. Uh, also, the thing with Lee is uh, Aoyagi and Nomura are both like twenty five, twenty six. I think right. Lee's thirty. Because he joined All Japan and Muto was still there. And then he left to do MMA for a bit and came back in 2015. So he's not exactly a spring chicken. So if it's going to happen, he's got to get that. It's going to happen soon, right? To get that I mean, push. Yeah, you'd like to thank. Um, let me see. Jake Lee is 30 years, yeah. So, I mean, he's, he's not. I mean, he's got plenty of time. Suwama's still out there being a top. 510 wrestler in the world and he's like what 43 or something yeah he'll be 43 in november yeah so and the one thing is like actually what actually suppressed me sort of going to tangent about suwama is i said what's going to happen when you're almost 43 and you have like an 18 match show tournament he actually kept up his um you know effort level and his work throughout the whole tournament he didn't look tired or exhausted or anything yeah. on this corkin show this most recent Corkin show, so he definitely deserved props for that. Yeah. Uh, so after that, let's see. From at L Stop Spot, why do you think that eight All Japan Pro Wrestling, a heavyweight centric promotion, seems to struggle with recruiting heavyweight trainees? I mean, every company and the country kind of struggles with that. I just think there's less people of that size in Japan, but. Well, to be fair, they could use some juniors, some good juniors. Um, you know, I'm not as critical of the junior division as Joe Lanza, but I get his, uh, I get a lot of his critiques of it, absolutely. And I like what I see from the three guys, Tamara, uh, Atsuki Aoyagi, who's Aoyagi's younger brother, and Hokuto Omori. Like, they, they're showing potential. And, and, they, and uh, Tamara and Aoyagi only debuted in January, and Omori, I think, in October, November. And they've had some pretty good progress so far. You know, I'm digging their matches and stuff in the opening matches. So if, you know, if All Japan's up adding a couple of good juniors, I think that'll be, you know, just in, in, improve the depth of the roster, which isn't very deep. I just, yeah. I just, I was looking over the All Japan card um, for for today on the undercard. I didn't get to catch the, the undercard matches. But I mean, a lot of a lot of these recruits, and the, I like how they're getting you know chances to shine in Corkin um, between Aoyagi and Tamora. So, I mean, they impressed me on the A Block show that they were both on. Also, let's not forget uh, All Japan's junior record. They found Taichi. Come on. Oh yeah, pull that <laughs> on the show. <laughs> uh, at Anwar Starwind, which wrestlers would you recommend to watch in DDT or Stardom for new people to their product? In stardom, obviously, the easy one is Momo Watanabe because she's like one of the three best wrestlers in the entire world. I mean, everybody should be watching her. Um, but other than that, I mean, like, foreigners seem to love Oedo Tai. I don't know if it's because of the dance or what. Um, I mean, if you want to get on the ground floor in stardom, maybe go with you can get on the ground floor of Tokyo Cyber Squad. And yeah. Hanakamura is a very memeable wrestler. So I think that that'll be a fun time for you. Um, and DDT, I mean, you know, pretty much the entire roster is fun. But like, you, you know, Tetsu Endo, you're, you're getting on the ground floor of a new champion. 
Um, I think a lot of people are very, it's very easy to watch Takashita because he does a lot of like Puro style stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I thought as someone that hadn't watched DDT in years, I thought Endo was a standout. Yeah. Uh, really digging him. Uh, now, I thought I really was into Aoki, but that's sort of a something of me also like liking the style. So, you know, that might not, your miles may vary in that case. But, you know, uh, Endo was the big standout for me on that show. Yeah. In terms of under the radar, I guess Higuchi, I'm not sure how under the radar he is. And then Yuki Ueno and Yuki Ino are both obviously, you know, sort of up and coming rising through the ranks right now oh yeah yuki lino i remember he's kind of like the portly like yeah chubby guy yeah i really dug him he was cool um and i i mean i think if you want the comedy side like kazuki hirata is really fun yeah so that's another one of my favorites uh okay last one here from at crazy sports dude boring question but top wrestlers of the carnival i mean for me it's zeus uh zeus dylan james yuji okabayashi kento miyahara those would be my top four um, I I would have your top four and just put in Nomura. Yeah, well. I think it's those are the pretty clear top five. I wouldn't argue with pretty much any order, although I would probably argue pretty hard for Kenta number one. But from two through five, you could pretty much go any order between those those four. Now the question I would think is who's the sixth, because you could like argue quite a few different people. I think, but Suwama. Did you mention Suwama? Uh, Suwama, I forgot about Suwama. That's another yeah, one. Yeah, he'd be in there too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you could even make a case for Lee. Like, you know, I I'm really high on Lee right now. All of a sudden, right? But you know, I was just really impressed with how his tournament came to an end. Yeah. Uh, and then the the he said best non-title match in the Dontaku Tour. Um, I mean, I would have to go with the semi-main from the Friday Hiroshima show, which was uh the. It was like Naito, Naito, Evil, and Sonata against Ibushi, Okada, and Ishii. I thought that was like three and three quarters. It was a really awesome six-man. Yep, that's mine. That was an awesome match. Uh, Mm. Although, I I think the best non-title Dontaku matches are are to come. Uh, I'm really looking forward. Like, I'm really high on Jay White. I'm really looking forward to his match with Goto. And I think Ishii versus Evil will also be awesome. And then the... Final question. I was very impressed by Makoto Oishi, but never seen him before. I've only watched the big DDT matches. Any other hidden gems on the roster? Um, Kazuki Hirata for me is up there. I just mentioned him, but when he got like a chance to shine against Endo in King of DDT last year and like a more serious match, I thought he was awesome. Uh, Keisuke Ishii is another one I think you're about to see if you watch that title match. I think he's a, he had a really awesome title match with Takashita a couple years ago at Korokin. And he just he always comes through in these big spots when he gets them. It just doesn't get them very often. So those would be two big ones for me. Yeah, we kind of went through them already, but I mean, Eno and Ueno, I mean the two Yugi's, I both think are sort of guys to guys to get behind for the future. Umeda. Yeah, Coach Umeda. That's yeah. That's actually that might be my favorite one. Just finished his trial series this year. Yeah, he's he's one that's like sort of a hidden gem. His match with uh, Ishikawa, I think, was pretty much. As good as you could possibly have for a squash match. I think I want four stars on that. Yeah. Uh, any answers on this? Oh, Gerard, I guess you wouldn't really know. <laughs> based on, yeah, based no, on I, one I, show, any answer for us? Yeah, no, I wouldn't know. But like, I would say that I would take that. And uh, I, I thought Oishi looked great. And um, 
So yeah, I probably will. Like, I don't really have a lot of enough time to like fit in another promotion, but I probably will at least try to like check out like some of the bigger DDT shows from moving forward. Cause I really like this show, which you didn't even think was that great until the main event. I was pretty much entertained throughout. So like next time they do whatever, one of their like sumo hall shows or something, I will probably uh, check it out. All right. So I guess we can wrap it up there. Uh, Gerard, why don't you start with the plugs since you're the new guy here? Go ahead uh, plugs. Uh, just read all of my painstakingly written. <laughs> well, no, no, it wasn't painful, but I watched some painful matches. Uh, and so did Thomas. And so did Paul Vosh up at uh, Voices of Wrestling. We are going to have covered. I'm probably not going to finish the review from today until tomorrow. And then whatever but the fact of the matter is eventually very soon on voices of wrestling there's going to be every carnival show reviewed all 18 or 19 of them yep which i think is like a really great accomplishment and i was happy that like all three of us could put that together so that's like really awesome and cool and i think that's great because that's like sort of taking up the all japan coverage to a new level at voices of wrestling too yeah uh, woo Thomas, what do you want to plug here? Um, nothing really. Uh, check out, yeah, check out all the carnival reviews. I'm glad that we uh, covered all the shows. Uh, find me on Twitter um, at Wrestling Ratings. Uh, wrestling would not fit. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> Why are you taking away my goddamn line? Goddamn. <laughs> Delayed reaction there. <laughs> I was thinking about it. I'm like, wait a second. That's my line. <laughs> um, at, so, yes, folks, you can follow us on Twitter at Russell Omikaze. Wrestling would not fit. That's my line. Um, <laughs> and, of course, we'll be back next week. I, I, I have to figure out, like, a fucking – It's some weeks I'm like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. There's nothing going on. Next week it's like, I don't know what we're going to talk about. There's a million fucking shows. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to try to cover them. Find somebody who's going to watch all these – Shows well, if, or... if you took the top like two matches from every show, you could probably have a whole episode just by that, right? Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We'll figure it out. So, folks, thank you as always for listening. Uh, I, as always, I really appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Goodbye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.